Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Basement Talk podcast. Hope you all are well. I am your host, Ed Birdsall, joined as always by my co-host, Brett Mayer and Tim Brady. Gentlemen, Brett, I know you have a, a big French test tomorrow, so uh, comment allez-vous? I figured that's what you were looking at right before we clicked uh, record. I still don't know what you said, so I'm kind of fucked for tomorrow, if you can tell. Comment uh, allez-vous? I'm, I'm going to assume oh, it's how well, are actually, you? Well, actually, that's how are you. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm a little flustered right now. I'm yes. sorry. I'm not, I'm not fully here at the moment. Bonjour. Comment allez-vous? Oui. You expect me to respond? Yeah. Yeah, well, you're not getting a response. <laughs> uh, worst case scenario, you can just say no parler français. No, we oui. no speaky. I believe that's, I don't speak French, but I could be completely wrong. We. Oui. I think you combine Spanish with French. I don't think no, parlay. That's that's par- Spanish and. I know what parlay means. Well, not that parlay. <laughs> We're not in New Jersey right now. Well, we anyway. can't speak that forbidden language right now. That, this is true. Good point. Good point. Good point. Well, how are we doing, everybody? It's a pleasure to be back. I've never been asked that by you. I'm doing great, uh, Brett. This is episode 16. Uh, let's get it going. It is episode 16. We figured that out right before we clicked record. Always takes a little while. But we're ready to go, Ed. Just a little uh, little heads up. Next episode will be episode 17, so um, cement that in the brain. Oh, you know, I won't. 16, but I appreciate uh, 17's that. 17's after 16? I, uh, I didn't know. Maybe not in uh, Arabic numerals, but I know in Rom- Roman and uh, English. No, there's no English. Rich. English numerals aren't a thing. It's Roman. So anyway, Ed. Uh, another great <laughs> start to the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm flustered. Uh, producer, how are you? I'm doing swell. Swell? Swell. Swell. We are uh, two hours and 33 minutes away. I'm very excited. How are you feeling? Are you ready to uh, have your first uh, first alcoholic beverage? I can say this without having any scrutiny or any uh, federal agencies coming to indict this podcast. I'm ready to black out. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is disturbing. It's beautiful, actually. It's a beautiful thing to say. <laughs> the four-day bender commences in... Two hours and whatever, how many minutes? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Minutes. Thirty-three. Math. Math. Yeah, I, I sorry, I don't have, I don't have the time up on my laptop. Oh, uh, you did have a, a very fancy schmancy watch. Yeah, that I took a quick glance at. Oh, okay, there it is. Yeah. Wow, you're turning twenty-one. I'm an old fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're close. You're right closer there. to death. That's Dead fun. Almost there. Rip pop smoke before we start oh, anything. Of course, oh, rip, rip pop, pop, pop smoke. smoke. Hey, did you even know that happened? No, I had no idea. Do you know who pop smoke is? Not a clue. Not a clue. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Uh, does he have any good songs? Mm-hmm. He does. I said I said tonight, and I quote, um, he has two and a half good songs. I think that, that's a good way to put it. Two and a half good songs. No, y'all bugging. I can think of like five. Sure. <laughs> Just saying. Respect. He makes me feel like a thought and gets me lit. Yes. It's from a song, Ed. I made it the Oxford song. Dictionary to, trans- to uh, translate that. What, the word thought? Uh, that just whole sentence. <laughs> that whole sentence just went right over right over my head. We got Patrick Starr over here living under a rock. Then, if you don't know what the word "thought" and "lit" mean, get a load of this guy. <laughs> oh, that was no, that was the name of the song. No, that no, was the lines. No, it was in the a song. lyric from the song. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I was about to say it's a very long title, very long title for a song. Uh, so, uh, rest in paradise. Uh, to uh, what was the guy's name? Pop smoke. Pop smoke. You cannot say pop and forget the smoke. Okay. All right. Uh, so we have uh, some one quick question, as usual. And then we're going to talk some NBA All-Star Game, a very wonderful All-Star Game. Uh, we're going to talk a little uh, bracketology for all the March Madness uh, viewers out there. 
Uh, we are going to talk about some Bachelor, as usual. A wild week on The Bachelor. Of course, the go-homes. We love the go-home dates. And then we have a little surprise at the end of the show that nobody besides yours truly knows about. You're full of surprises this episode, Ed. I, 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 listen. We someone, don't know the one quick question. We don't know the end. Someone has to provide a little bit of prestige, bravado, excitement for this podcast. Ideally, someone who has done this before, too. This is true. Someone who has done this before and is a radio professional is very experienced in this field. Absolutely. You have to have the viewers really enticed and interested to see, you know, what's coming. You know, get them to, you know, really tune in and listen. Oh, oh I'm picking up what you're putting down. Keep them intrigued, of course. Keep them intrigued, of, of course. course. That's what we're after here. So, the first surprise of the show, the one quick question. Gentlemen, as you all are aware, we are all about to join and draft a fantasy baseball league. Oh, let's fucking go. What is the draft again? The draft right now I have scheduled for March 14th. Oh, okay. okay. It is a Saturday, and the plan right now... Pie day? Ten- I'm busy. Tentatively, the plan right now is to have a special podcast that day where we do the draft on the podcast live. That is the plan. The four of us. Not have like ten people here all at once. That would take be a while. A little, that'd be a little chaotic. Yeah, it's gonna be a long one, huh? Um. Well, no, it's not gonna be. You know, right, drafts don't last too long. They no. feel like they last forever, but yeah, really and, and it won't be like we won't have other topics in that one. It'll just be a special, you know, podcast just for the draft. That's yeah. it. Uh, so that'll be definitely interesting to see how the hell we cover that and to see how well we do. A little, uh, little curveball. See what I did there. Hey, you guys oh, excited you did. there? I did. You guys Curve gotta dress your best teams. Have right. to. The reigning champ is on this podcast right now. Uh, the king of the seven kingdoms. I was kingdoms not aware right of here. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know you won the league. <laughs> so, the one quick question. You have a first round pick. Anybody not named Mike Trout, because we assume that he's going to be the number one overall pick, and that's boring. We don't like boring here on this podcast. If you could have one player to draft that is not named Mike Trout, who would it be and why? Start off with Bird. I think he's, he's a little more prepared than me. Go ahead, now. sir. Oh, I've, I've drafted this guy the last two years. He won me a championship last year, even though he was hurt for the playoffs. Christian Yelich, my guy, I love you. Yeah, that was the first guy that came to mind for me. Just switch it up. Let me give some other names here. Maybe someone like uh, Mookie Betts. I like Mookie mm. Betts. I do. In a, um, in a new in a new setting too. In a new setting, good offense or good uh, good offense. Yeah, good fun. offense. I guess that works here. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's a, he's in a good attacking offense. A lot of RBI opportunity. Very true. Mookie Betts could be a good option or Cody. True, and Cody he'll be Bellinger. probably he'll be probably batting uh, leadoff too, Mookie in that offense. Uh, Tim. Uh, Rafael Devers. That's a, that's an <laughs> awful answer. Well, best in the league. Um, thank I'm, you for your donation to the Fantasy <laughs> Baseball League. Yeah, thank you, thank you, man. Yeah, obviously, I'm not picking him first, but I can't think of anyone besides Mookie that I would draft first right now. Juan Soto. I actually had Juan Soto last year. I did like him a lot. Ronald Acuna. I don't think Juan uh, Soto is any like more definite than Rafael Devers. Like they're both young. Soto didn't do anything like that much crazy in Devers last year. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, statistically, he really didn't do anything that much crazier. Who are you looking at, Juan Soto or? Oh, Cunha. That's not even what we're talking about. No. 
Yeah, look up Juan Soto's get, stats. Get, get Devers up. I got Juan Soto right here. I know there's a graph out there that has... I've seen it from Jared Carabas. I have me. runs, hits, RBIs, walks, and average right here. Let's compare. You can cut all this, all this dead uh, dead space out. I, I've out. done this 15 times already. You're you're a professional. Rafael Devers was like one of the like top 20 players in fantasy baseball last year. Yeah, he, no, De- Devers right. was very good. Right, so he was, and he's young, and he's going to be better this year, and he could be Hopefully. number one pick. Like, I, I, you guys kind of shat on that one. Okay, okay. first uh, overall. How many home runs uh, for Soto? Oh, I don't have. Hold on. I got to go to baseball reference. Uh, Devers had 32. 34. Whoa. So different. Uh, RBI uh, for Soto? 110. Oh. 115 for Devers. Devers had more. I, I wasn't shitting on that take. I actually I actually like that take. I don't know if I take him first round, but I think Devers is a is a good shout that you could potentially. Uh, we don't have to go through every every want to want to go for. Um, I, I I've seen the, the statistics compared to each other before, as well as Rafael Devers compared to um, I think it was, no, I'm blanking. Who's who's the Yankee guy? It's not Glaber. So it's Glaber. It was definitely Glaber. Him compared to Glaber. Him compared to Soto. Say there's the ten categories. Rafael Devers led eight of them. Well, I think and one was home runs by two. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know though if if Glaber and Devers can really be considered to be the same kind of guy. So I think no. if, you're, if you're looking for a more all-rounded five-tool sort of player, that's what Glaber Torres is. But if you're looking for a guy that's going to be you know a threat at the plate that you could plug in at a three, four, five-hole sort of guy, that that's Devers. Yeah, so I'm talking about fantasy baseball. Is exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, and and the comparison between Devers and Glaber as far as stats go for Twitter arguments, it's because the Yankees consider Glaber their little poster child. I mean, I know you guys have Judge, but Glaber's your young, like future-ish kind of guy, and everyone wants to talk about his hitting abilities and stuff like that, and completely leave Rafael Devers in the dust when he is easily the best hitter for his age in the league. Rafael Devers looks like a slug. He does. I won't deny that. I'm not calling him Straight a beauty contest slug. winner. I'm, I'm, I'm saying he's a very, very good baseball player. My hot take this year, Glaber Torres will win, a sing- will win a silver slugger and a gold glove. That is a okay. hot take. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. <laughs> no, that was a hot take. <laughs> um, so my guy is Ronald Acuna, and um, I am wanting to get him if I could potentially have that opportunity. Um, and I really think that this is the year – that we're crowning someone as the new king of fantasy baseball and that Ronald Acuna overtakes Mike Trout and becomes that guy. I could get on board with that. I love Mike Trout, and I have nothing against him being the face of baseball, but him statistically being the best player in the league every year is boring to me. Like, and, it's, it's, and, it's, and it's again, I don't hate him. Like I just want to see someone step up. And it's no, it's no slight on Mike Trout in any way, but, I mean... And going back to what Tim said about uh, Devers being the best pure hitter for his age, uh, Acuna and Devers are the same age. They're right. They're right there with each other. A, per- a personal preference would be Rafael Devers, but Ronald Acuna is a wonderful baseball player. I would take Acuna every day and twice on Sunday. This is a this is a it's a generational talent that Acuna is. Well, we're talking about hitting. I mean, Acuna does it better in the field, so that's definitely an edge. Acuna had forty one home runs last year. Devers had. 34? 34. Acuna, I mean, had, Acuna had 41. It's, you know, these aren't massive gaps. Like, it's something that's... that's no, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a... Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's not like a blaring, like, discrepancy. Like, no, they're, not they're, at all. They're both for, there. For the way that the MLB and baseball, like, baseball as a whole talks about 
Acuna and Glaber and Soto compared to Devers, it's like a big difference. They, no one There's ever talks about Devers. Nobody ever mentions Rafael Devers. And I'm here to give him the proper respect he deserves. Um, respect it. There are some people that are talking about Garrett Cole potentially going in the top ten of picks uh, for as dominant as he was last year. I'm just not taking Garrett Cole Hell no. in in the top ten. I'm sorry. I was going to show on Yankees fans, but two Yankees fans right next to me just said that that was a very stupid claim, so I won't. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, one. you're you're drafting a guy at potential. At a, you're drafting a guy at his ceiling, and and for me, I mean, it goes with fantasy baseball, fantasy football, whatever. You're drafting a guy at his ceiling. Odds are he's not going to live up to that, and you're just going to be set up for disappointment. You mean like drafting Chris Sale with my first pick last year? That's correct. That that definitely that, is something that was stupid. Yeah, they didn't work out. That that's very very fair. Still uh, had a damn good team without him though. This so. is also very true. Uh, and then you have, of course, the two Rockies guys as well that I really like a lot. Uh, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, uh, even even some of the Mets guys. You know, if you could get your your hands on DeGrom at a reasonable enough price, like I think I'd rather have DeGrom in the third round versus Garrett Cole in the first. Oh, you know who I want this year? DJ LeMahieu. Isn't he in a contract year? He is in a contract year. And he roasted it last year. He so is in a contract year. I can only imagine. Oh, my God. Did I have DJ LeMahieu last year? No. No, he wasn't even drafted last year. I had him in somewhere. I think I had a school baseball league. I drafted him in, like, the second of last round. There you go. I got extra credit. You, you oh, when you it. when you won the league? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> remember that? <laughs> you got wait, you got extra credit for winning a fantasy baseball league? It was it was a class it was a class league exercise. Yeah, we did a draft in class. Yeah, it was quite the class. It was quite yeah. That's a hell of a class. Where can I sign up? I know, and I, I got an A for that actually. I'm gonna re enroll. Boosted me from an A minus to an A. That extra credit. All because you drafted DJ LeMahieu. Well, I drafted a good team, yeah. You know, I was doing a homework assignment today, yeah. and it was through Microsoft Excel, like run through a program that grades you on it, and I clicked the wrong box and got the question wrong. Like, I didn't submit anything. That's I clicked the wrong box by accident and got a question wrong. And that league was like 26 people because it was the whole class. Oy, credit for and you know what league. pick I had? I think I had the 24th pick in the draft. Yikes. Jesus Christ. Wait, that's a yikes. deep league. Big yikes. That's insane. Um, I'm just looking at the uh, USA Today top 100 right here just to see if there's any names that sort of stand out. Justin Verlander just outside the top 10. Um, I can kind of get behind that, but we are on a strict uh, no Houston Astros policy for uh, 2020 fantasy baseball, so I just want no part of that at all. Uh, Fernando Tatis, this is an interesting one because I think there are a lot of people – that are sort of doubting Tatis because of where he plays in San Diego. It's a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. Uh, you saw what happened when Machado went there last year. His numbers, I don't want to say they took a dive. He had 31 home runs last year, but still, people were disappointed in Machado uh, when when really he had a fine season nonetheless. Uh, Aaron Judge in the top 25 I mean, look, if Aaron Judge, if you're telling me that Aaron Judge is going to play, I'm not even saying a full 162 games. If you're telling me that Aaron Judge is going to be a 130-game guy, I would probably consider taking him in the top 25 just because of what he does when he is on the field. But when he's not, and he has not proven that he can be consistently on the field uh, for the Yankees, it, it, Taking him in the top 25, it's a, it's a risky proposition. 
Uh, Matt, did you have any Astros in your team last year? Yeah, at Alex Bregman. Hmm. Interesting. Pull away the title. I was going to say. Pull I it mean, away. I think it's only fair. Rob Manfred didn't do it, so I should. I. So you should take the action and do it yourself to make a statement to the league and revoke your own title. Yeah, I'm going to incriminate myself by taking away my title. That's logical. I, I think it's fair. I no. think it's 100% I, Completely reasonable. 100%. Strip the title. Uh, I'm just looking at some other the guys here. Tim, we're going to riot? We're not doing the league anymore. I'm always down for a riot, so. Hey, we'll make it eight people. people. <laughs> we'll make it eight people. Perfect. Uh, Isn't it already eight people? I don't think we really cut any people. No, it's ten. Oh, okay. No, it's ten. It's ten man league. We found ten people to do a fantasy baseball. Ten people. Ten people. You're welcome. Did you go on like Tinder or something? Like, how'd you Absolutely find not. People? Absolutely not. It was, I, I, it was pulling teeth to get me to do it. I'm not. I'm a lie. man that is. Offense. I'm a man that is very well connected. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> I'm not doubting that. Just saying, no one wants to play fucking fantasy baseball. You'd be shocked. You'd, you'd be shocked what I happens. for about three weeks. I'm actually very shocked that we have ten people. You'd be shocked when you throw around the word free and you throw around the word content. Uh, I was going to say fantasy. Throw around the word fantasy. Wait, gets people that out. too. There's no monetary value in this le- this year's league? No, we're doing this for content. No, if I'm doing the league, I'm paying at least $10. It's if, $10. Bucks. I mean, if you hundred. If we would like to do a, a side wager between the, the three of us, fuck that. Get everyone else on. You won't pay ten bucks for a fantasy league, Brett. Oh, you know I probably will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's, 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 that's will. the biggest option. Okay. Fine. fine. I'll get. I'll get. Want to play? What the fuck? Fine. I'll get people to pay. Um, I'm just looking here, seeing Clayton Kershaw did I don't not want to did, talk about Clayton Kershaw. Did not make the top fifty. Yeah, he good. is at number fifty four. Um, I think oh. he should be lower than that. Uh, my man Aaron Nola from the Philadelphia Phillies. Ranked lower than Clayton Kershaw. My rotation last year. My rotation That's a last crime. Year was Yikes. Chris Sale, Clayton Kershaw, and David Price. And they all fucking sucked. And it made no sense to me. Well, I had a good pitching staff. Too. I had DeGrom and Scherzer and somebody else. You had DeGrom, yeah. Scherzer, and you had you did have one other guy. Uh, DeGrom, Scherzer, Verlander. Was it? I was going to say Verlander. Verlander. Yeah, yeah. one of those two. Because we were in the middle of the draft, and I think I said something like, oh, uh, by the way, it's categories. And you were like, <laughs> fuck, I thought it was head-to-head points. Yeah, <laughs> that well, screwed me over uh, for the whole year. I'm just putting this out there, Brett. It is points this year. I know, I'm excited. It Actually, is that's, points. That's one thing that gets me excited for. Points? We love some points. Of course. Um, are there any players that you guys are looking to avoid? Every Astros player? Besides every Astros player, yes. Every Red Sox not named Andrew Benatendi. Okay. Um, We're narrowing it down. <laughs> I'm trying to think of players that had a really, really good season last year that I genuinely just don't think will repeat. I could, t- I could tell you one off, off the top of my head. This is a guy that had 35-plus home runs. I just don't think he's going to go back to that. Cattell Marte from the Diamondbacks. Sounds sounds fair to me. Um, um, can't remember his name. Had him on my team though. <laughs> um, oh no no no! Uh, there was there was uh, Gallo on the Rangers. Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. He yeah, love he, him. He, runs, he, right? love he, he had a great year for home runs. Stunned. I think he batted like one sixty two. No, that, that's Joey Gallo. Yeah, that no. that is Joey Gallo to a T. He's but, yeah. either he's either home run. Or he is strikeout. Yeah, well, he killed my team's average, which is already bad. So I'm definitely avoiding him. But that's also a guy that's probably what, like a tenth round pick. Like, uh, no, he's probably he's probably like the fifth of the sixth, just because he's a threat for if he's healthy, he's a, he's a lock for forty I'm home runs. To think of a younger player. Okay, 
So I remember two years ago, somehow I've been doing fantasy baseball for the past two years, as much as I shit on it. Yeah. Uh, I drafted Cody Bellinger pretty early, the year after his rookie season when he broke out. Mm -hmm. And he was not good the next year. So I'm trying to use that model for right now. And the one player that comes to mind is Pete Alonso. But I don't know if I feel like I don't know if I feel the same way I do about Pete Alonso as I did Cody Bellinger. Well, I can I can I can get behind the take of just, not wanting to just be all over Pete Alonso because is he going to go in the first round? I don't think he's going to go in the first round. But it, I mean, look at who we're drafting with. We're drafting with people pretty much lo- geographically located in New York. Okay, right. Is your so, buddy so he'll draft? go in the first round? That's what you're telling me. First to the second round, Most probably. Likely. Yeah. Now, is his value going to equal last year? Probably not. Probably not. He led the league in home runs, no? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I doubt that's going to happen again. Probably not. So again, this, this that is... That might no. be somebody to avoid early in the drafts. This all comes with drafting a guy at his ceiling. This is what we talked about before. Yeah, i got to look at the power rankings, bro. I'm not ready for that. I think you need to do a mock draft. Oh, I'll do a lot of no. mock drafts. Oh, do, some, do some mock drafts. Oh, you know, I'll be, I'll be itching and doing mocks, of course. Uh, I can give you a guy that I'm not interested in. I know uh, my uh, trusted companion over here did take him in a mock draft that we did together, uh, and that is Jack Flaherty of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I am a fan of Jack Flaherty, but him going inside the top 23, where I think he was going, 22 Ooh, overall, really? something like that. Really? Yeah, it was a little... A little steep when you yeah, could when I you needed, could wait. I needed a pitcher. Well, I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm just saying in general <laughs> that when you can get a guy, perhaps like a Luis Severino later on, oh, or yeah. a Noah Syndergaard, or even like wait late, 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 and get like a David Price. David Price, where he's away from the AL East, he's pitching in the NL West. Which, by the way, the NL West is probably going to be one of the least competitive divisions in baseball for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, I think that you got a lot of teams in there that's rough. that are yeah it, yeah that you're really it's talking the about Dodgers? the Dodgers and then everybody else. The Dodgers might clinch that division in like fucking June. Yeah, they will they'll clinch it pretty early. They just might. They just might. That come mid-July, we're talking about, okay, the, the Dodgers have already won the division. They're 22 games up, and they're like, their magic number is six. Yeah, exactly. I have someone. Go ahead. A pitcher. Okay. Um, Ryu, he signed with the Blue Jays. Hyunjin Ryu, That's yes. That's someone I want to avoid, because he had a great season last year. He He's did. not repeating. He did, I, and I picked him up. I picked him up on opening day, because he was opening day starter for the Dodgers, and he threw eight shutout innings, and I was like, yeah, I was playing you that day. Yeah, and I just I rode him the rest of the rode him the rest of the way. Oh, I love the first week of fantasy baseball where I get to watch my players play and then I don't care. And you just don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care the next week. I care I care for like four weeks until like something that gets more important, no offense to fantasy, comes up and like I need to pay strict attention to that. Then my attention towards it dies off. Or like last year when you find out you're a win away from the playoffs and you actually want to compete. I shouldn't have said anything. I, I, I apologize to uh, all of mankind that I let him know that he was one more away from a, from a playoff berth. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the All-Star game, folks. Uh, wonderful format change. I was sitting there and uh, discussing this with some of my colleagues, and I was saying to myself, Jesus Christ, this is awful. The, the effort is not great as usual. They were trying to get something going. It's just it's not happening. I was, by the way, sick as a fucking dog. So I was in bed. I was half loopy. And I was saying to myself, just fuck. This absolutely sucks. 
fell asleep, then woke up when Anthony Davis was at the free throw line to end the fucking game when, by the way, I had Team LeBron money line and the over-under points, which hit 362 and a half. No, 312.5. and a half. I apologize. 312 and a half, the under. Oh, no, the under hit. The under hit by a half. The game ended at 312, 157 it, to it, it 155. But, it, was a live, it was a live under. Who oh. makes these lines that we have a first-time All-Star game format that no one knew what was going to happen, and they somehow got within half a point? They have a Marty McFly in the Caesars sports book. I'm convinced. They, they, I just go well, to the future. The original, the original line at the start of the game was 307. Oh, you lived it? I lived yeah, it. So yeah, because I, origi- I originally had – so the original parlay – hold on. The original parlay that I had was Team LeBron Moneyline and over 301.5. That was the, it was the early over. Then the over moved up before tip to 307. So I'm watching the game, watching the game, watching the game. Then the second quarter comes when there's just nothing going on. I'm saying to myself, fuck me. This over is not going to hit. This format sucks. I don't know what the fourth quarter is going to bring. I'm just going to take a live under and hope it fucking hits. You're a psycho. I am a fucking psycho. I take the 312 and a half. Then I fall asleep and I wake up and I'm fucking delusional. I see 156, 155. And all of a sudden my eyes just lit up like they haven't had done at that point in maybe 10 plus hours. So I was dying. And I was saying to myself, oh my God. Please, Anthony Davis, hit the fucking free throw. Clank's the first one. I'm shitting a fucking brick. I I, I was get I was getting ready to. He did it on purpose. Did you hear that? 100%. I, I, he told everybody that he did it on purpose. He fuck Anthony, Anthony Davis for that, because my heart my heart was in my asshole, quite frankly. Oof, you were a bug out. <laughs> was in quite the scene. Was in my Asshole. The second he bricked it, I was with. Uh, you lose ten dollars in a <laughs> No, no, it was it was it was ten to win fifty two. I wanted that fifty two bucks. You had you could win fifty two dollars off of that. Yeah, was no the parlay way on a two game on a two leg parlay with the team LeBron money line and the under in the All Star game. The over. The, it was still. the over. So it was the no shot. That's fifty dollar payout. No, but no then way. no, no, no. But then I'm also including the live under that I put in. At how much? Uh, it was like fifteen. And that was that was plus when I did it. That could be it. But yeah, that's why that's why it was it came out to fifty. But in any event, Anthony Davis did hit the free throw, and Team LeBron did win for the third straight year, one fifty seven to one fifty five. Um, I am done with Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. That shit can go. I am all for, in terms of, we'll talk about the game in a second, but I am all for changing the format of the All-Star game. I forget who said this. I, it may have been, it may have been Charles Barkley, I, I don't know off the top of my head, who said that the new format of the All-Star game, because of the way the NBA is growing and becoming an international sport, that it should be Team USA versus Team World. Yeah, Charles Barkley did say that. Yeah, okay, it was Charles Barkley. I can get on board with that, but I'm sure that the world team's starting roster would be pretty competitive with the USA. But like, when you talk about the depth of how many people from the NBA are in, live in the are from the US and how many people in the NBA are f- like from international or whatever, like 
I don't think that that would work out. I, I like the idea of that. Yeah, because then you're you're talking who's going to make the All-Star game. You're going to give it to some foreign player because you have to fill out a roster. That's or, true. You know, it's hard to make it even. So I like the idea, but that was the first thing that came to my mind was how are you going to make that even where you can still vote for players and the right players will get in? No, that's true. I, I think, you know, one of the first things that you could – you could say possibly is you can have a world team that you know features around guys like Luka Doncic, uh, Siakam, Embiid, yeah. uh, Rudy Gobert, Porzingis. But then you look at what Team USA would bring. Giannis being on that world team also, and you look at what Team USA would just pop off. You know what basically basically the entire LeBron starting five: AD, LeBron, uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker. You know keep going down the list. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get to I get where, you know, it could be a little bit skewed, but I mean just just to say that Team World would get washed, you know No, I disagree with that. No, that it's happen. more of just a it's a, like a depth thing. Like you yeah. like who would they be able to sub in that would make the game competitive? And also this is the current state of the NBA. In a few years you might see a shift where maybe we see less foreign players some for some reason or something like that. And then that, that kind of format would be left in the dust. Like we're we're in a state right now where our NBA is very international, but there's no guarantee that it stays like that permanently where all the best players are also from other yeah. countries. And the idea of just players picking two captains and picking all star players like like they're on the streets again, like that's that's great. Everybody loves that. Agreed, but can we can we agree that it should not be LeBron versus Giannis? Um, I think it I should know, be Tim, the two eyes voters. Tim, part. I thought you talked about that. You kind of liked it. That yeah, was, no, I, I actually, I, I like the idea of it being the two highest voters in the All Star voting in the in the first place. Like that's a great concept. It's, you get rewarded for something. It's not just being the highest voter it doesn't mean anything. Popularity I, contest. I mean, in a way, yeah, but that's also reflective of the NBA's demographics and like who they want to see. You want to see their their favorite leaders leading their teams. That makes sense. But it's also, this is kind of like a like a. Like a dynasty, kind of not dynasty, but like it's a, a rivalry. It's a rivalry. It's a rivalry at this point. There's a story behind it. You see them playing every year. You have the the guy who's on his way out eventually. Who knows when he's leaving? But he's the, he's the old vet of the league. He's the guy who everyone admires. And you have Giannis, who's a young up and coming player. I think it's a great story. That's always versus them versus each other. I think it works. I think that there's a rivalry growing between them. I'm sure Giannis wants to grab one. This is two years in a row that yeah he's, right. he's lost to him. Well, is it three LeBron years? LeBron played Steph, I think, the first time. Was it the first Steph time? Steph was the captain. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a silent draft. and. Oh, yes, oh, yes, Steph? yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah. It was Steph. That's right. Yeah. That, f- that was terrible, that silent draft shit where it was like, yeah, we're drafting, was- we're done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. Nah, I, I like it a lot, though. Um, I'm sure uh, we'll I see a new, s- a new captain in there soon. It's I not can like see a both lot. sides of it, but Giannis got to learn how to draft, bro. I don't know. Well, he almost you pulled it the off. the way I do, but I, that is true, but I would think we all know LeBron had the more talented team. No, we all said this on, we all said this on the last podcast that we all thought that team LeBron was going to win. I didn't think that anybody thought it would be this close, but you then know, then again, looking back, I, it, it kind of not entirely, it, it, but almost there's a lot more, I'm oh, sorry. Not entirely, but there was a lot more international players on Giannis's team, which is interesting. Sure. Not on purpose, but I mean, he did have Luka, he had Joel, he had no, Luca was on uh, LeBron. LeBron, yeah. Oh, Luca was on LeBron's team. Never mind. Yeah, he oh, had Giannis. He had Giannis. He had Siakam. He Bam. had Rudy Gobert, Bam's and he had Bam. Bam. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the only the only two foreign. The, oh no, he had four. 
LeBron had the uh, same amount of foreign players as Giannis did. Uh, uh, Luka Doncic, Ben Simmons, DeMontis Sabonis, and Jokic. Two more foreign starters, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. He picked yeah. like, all the foreign starters, I believe. Uh, I oh, believe no, so. Luka was his... Okay, fuck it. Whatever. I don't know why I thought you could be honest. No, I think the only, the only one uh, that was uh, not foreign on Team Giannis's, uh starting five was uh, Kevin Walker. Trey Young's a foreign player? No, did Trey Young start? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, then three. There was just, it was just the front court. You Gian- couldn't tell because him and Luka played Siakam seven and minutes. That was annoying. Yeah, he played 16 minutes. That was annoying. What do you mean? What, that he didn't play? Yeah. Trey? Trey and Luca both. Trey wasn't, sh- wasn't hitting a lot of shots. I mean. So, he's a starter. Give my boy some reps. I mean, you're trying to win the game. <laughs> it's not a. Yeah, and you want you want to see the guys about. that are really going. I mean. I think they, they uh, the two people that replaced Luca and Trey were CP3 and Kyle Lowry. I think they're, they're, they're both kind of similar. They're oh, guys. We were having fun with Kyle Lowry. Oh, we want to talk about Kyle Lowry? <laughs> Kyle Lowry played 28 minutes this oh, game. Fucking loser. Yeah, that man was taking charges, acting like he got bombs were dropping. He was flying uh, yeah. everywhere. I, you know, I, I get the whole Kyle Classic Lowry. Lowry. We, 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 we talk about because it it's funny watching Kyle Lowry. We've seen him in the playoffs doing similar things where he's just <laughs> – it's it's amusing to watch him for whatever reason it is, but I mean he, he kind of kind of brought a competitive edge to the game, oh, especially course. towards the end. No, of course, I he mean, was going out there and competing. Who's the last person you saw try and draw try and draw four charges in an All Star game? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> no, no, and that's what you like to see. You like to see the All Star game have yeah. a little have a little bit of bite to it. At and least th- be be competitive. And I think Trey Young and Luca they're kind of given the veteran point guards, you know. Sure. Because, you know, CP3, this could be his last All-Star game. 27 minutes for yeah. CP3. You don't know with Lowry. And they were balling, so they let them stay out there. Yeah, let them play. Let the veterans go out there and do their thing. But then, of course, Lowry had the uh, the killer hook on uh, Anthony Davis, which sent him to the line. Yeah. And then that was a uh, game-set match after that. Uh, do you uh, – are you against the free throw being able to win the game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, very much so. I think if there is a foul that occurs – just like you do in the streets, just like you do at home. Yeah. Inbounded from out of bounds. Let, let, a, let a true bucket end the game. That'll yeah. change next year. It has to. I yeah, mean, I street rules for the fourth quarter would be perfect. If there's anything that can make this All-Star game better, which I think it might have been the best All-Star game I've seen in my life, um, I think that street rules for that fourth quarter really would have sent it over the top. Uh, now that you brought this up, speaking of uh, rules that need changing, that dunk contest... Uh, Aaron Gordon got robbed. Uh, I, look, I think whoever would have lost. Are you? Robbed. Oh, my. whoever lost was getting robbed. I, I believe. Yeah, you could make the case. Yeah, sure. I think you can make an argument just for both times that it's happened where Aaron Gordon just got the short end of the stick with the Zach Levine year. He and dunked year. over a seven foot five human being. He 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 had the duck. Let's be real here. Oh no! Oh come on! Good job. I'm not buying that because we've seen people way smaller than Taco Fall in the past that have been either hardly jumped over where somebody's pushing off their shoulder or they're hitting their head. They're leaning. Aaron Gordon did a pretty damn good job. Hell yeah! He didn't push off of them. He didn't. That's crazy. That alone is crazy. But 
I, I don't know. I mean, the dunk contest is going to be controversial every year because it's so subjective. Like, how do you score a dunk? Like, I know it's the cool, the flashy dunk, whatever that, but if you want to get a guy's vertical involved in this or creativity or anything else like that, jumping over someone, how many points do you get for that? It's all subjective. So someone's going to get robbed every year. I think, if anything, Aaron Gordon should be the happiest guy coming out of All-Star Weekend because I haven't heard a lot about Aaron Gordon this season. If As far as I'm concerned, I think he's having a pretty off season for himself. I mean, compared to how dominant you've seen him be, I mean, everyone's talking about him right now. Everyone's on the side. Like, this guy's getting so much good press from True. losing this dunk contest. I mean, everyone thinks he won. Everyone's everyone's a fan of Aaron Gordon right now, Team Gordon. I mean, I think he should be pretty content with what's going on right now. He was robbed. He was robbed uh, plain and simple. Uh, the judges, apparently, they had agreed that they were going to give the same exact score uh, to Aaron Gordon regardless of how good or how terrible the dunk was, just to say, call it a draw, walk off, bam, done. Well, no, it wouldn't have been a draw. It, the, the idea was they are going to get the same yeah. scores and then would have gone to a, a, a judge's vote. Yeah, the judge would have oh, the, ju- the judge's vote. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and one of the judges between uh, Black Panther, I forget his name off the top Chad, of my head. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Chad. Thank you. Uh, Scotty Pippen or Dwayne Wade went off script. Uh, I do not think that Chadwick Boseman has any interest in this whatsoever. So I highly doubt that he would go above and beyond to try and uh, swing the vote in the dunk contest. So that leaves uh, two suspects at the scene of the crime, uh, Dwayne Wade and Scottie Pippen. And I know who prime suspect number one is. Is it the man who used to play for the Miami Heat? It is the man that used to play for the Miami Heat and shame on the NBA for having a man that used to play for the Miami Heat be a judge in a competition where there is a member of the Miami Heat in said competition. This, you is, know what? this is just like your brand. Yeah. Like well, you, who cares? You, yeah, yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> who gives a shit? That's, that's my stance on this, personally. It's disgraceful. You want to talk about him getting ripped off? Congratulations. Twice. Twice. He got ripped off twice. You are completely Ooh. buying into this entire thing that they're trying... Can I, you know what? Actually... Can I branch off of this and get into my conspiracy theory of the week? Because it's very closely related to what you're saying right now. That was on purpose, what they did with the dunk contest. That was on purpose. They did it probably the same thing they did with Zach Levine. You create controversy on purpose to get buzz about your topic. And it's the same way that in the All-Star game itself, there was quite a few questionable calls from referees, uh, early whistles, shit like that, that was a little bit damaging to the pace of the game. But... It was noticeable and it was it was like talk worthy. People were gonna talk about the officiating the also game. I mean, I'm just gonna go on a limb here and just say generally that sports leagues create controversy through refereeing and other things like that on purpose to create buzz in their leagues. And I'm curious if you guys agree with me. Uh, I personally hate taking that side of it, so I do disagree. But I'm not against it, and I'm not blaming referees. No, I know what you mean, but I, I just don't like the idea of thinking that way. Uh, I'm not gonna. Th- I disagree. Yeah, really? I disagree. I'm, I'm not I gonna think that money is the, like the really big thing. Yeah, this whole thing like and views they, and shit like the NBA is making wait, enough wait. money. You, so, yeah. you say money and views is the most important thing. No, I'm saying in this aspect, it's not. I would make. I would make a bet. I would make a good bet that outside of anything that goes on in the playoffs or in the finals, that All Star Saturday night is probably the most watched NBA event slash game of the year. Right, and then the days hands down. The days following All-Star Saturday night. I mean, first of all, you had XFL the next day, right? 
how many not that they're not that they're really inclined to the XFL is still pretty small but how many TV programs would be talking about the XFL the next day if there was nothing to talk about like you had the All-Star game that night but there's no previous stories from the previous day like you're trying to steal media attention it's it's the NBA right now is is like in a fight with the NFL draft coming up the baseball baseball league um, baseball league the MLB is starting up soon the ML, the NBA needs to gain media attention right they now. Have uh, how, they have, yeah, they how have, have enough. They have enough. How do you gain more media attention the days following the dunk contest? It's a dunk contest. Who gives a shit about the dunk no, contest? Definitely, definitely like obviously creating controversy and creating things to talk about. But how many people but really? I just don't like to choose the side of like it's happening like on purpose and they're forcing it. I hate taking that side. At this point, it's too convenient that almost every single time you have a big yeah. sporting event, there's like a very egregious call or. A, a whole side of people talking about someone got robbed. It pins fans against each other on purpose to create engagement about their their sports. I mean, I I know I'm I'm obviously it's a conspiracy theory. I, I don't fully believe that this is true. If it was but a I regular think, season I game, then I'd get I on usually, top of it. Always, it's a fucking all star game. I always take the side of like these plays and like all those calls and all that stuff. That happens just organically. Like it's not on purpose. Nobody's fixing it in that way. But I think it's the media and everybody that could just, you know, talk about whatever they want now instantly right after. Mm. They always try and force they always try and force the hand and force it out and just really pull any way they can get to talk about something. I really I would take the side of the, I'm blaming the media. I understand that. What if I what if I rephrase it a little bit? What if these refereeing problems that create controversies that create conversation? The leagues have the ability to fix these problems. These are all correctable issues. Like issues with refereeing if the whole entire league was instant replay based and every call that was questionable went to an instant replay official and it was decided on the right call every time based on the rules. Mm-hmm. They could do that. Like that's, that's possible with the current replay technology we have. But instead we have human officials who make problems on purpose or, or an accident, but mm-hmm. this is still happening because no one's correcting it. I'm saying like, are they letting this happen still? On purpose, like they could move to the replay. Well, I think that now that goes to the argument of do you still want human error part of the game? Yes, it's part of it. Yeah, that's that's the big. It's part thing, of any I sport. No, you, do you, you know what I mean? Like I some guess. people are like, I want referees to make decisions regardless if they could be right or wrong at the end of the day, just because it's the human error thing of we don't want to yes. let the game take. And over in a game like basketball, you perfect. can't rely on instant replay for every minute, every little detail because the games would take it's six starting, hours it's long. Starting to in yeah. any sport, in any sport, you yeah. can't re- you can't rely on technology to just completely take over and transform how you make just very simple decisions on the fly. And a coach's challenges in practically every sport now, but to have like official replay to go over to the camera and take 10 minutes with right. their little headphones on looking right. at their two-inch monitor, it's just not worth the time. Right. That's it, how you lose viewers. Exactly. We're, we're in a time where every sport is trying to get their games to be shorter and shorter because peop- because these leagues all know that people's attention spans are a microcosm of what it should Because if they're going to have to keep cutting to commercials, what are you going to do? Now watch those commercials. People go are going, find something People else. are going to go click, 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 click. Oh, look. Another sport's on or another college basketball game. That's how you just... Oh, QVC's on. I'm going to go spend $150. If you're watching Get new cookware. QVC over the NBA All-Star game, you're 65 years old or you have way too much money. Like, that. no one's doing that. Well, if it... are being realistic, yeah, I, I know it's nitpicking, but I'm just saying. I, I truly believe that there is a level of negligence by these leagues on purpose 
Well, for the, if we're talking about based on, if we're doing this, ba- obviously there's like regular season like issues, but the fact of an all star game, like for the refs, they were calling sh- absolutely nothing. They were calling nothing. Then out of nowhere, like with the Kyle Lowry charge. They, they got started the, calling stuff at the end of the game when it got more intense. But but Things that might have swayed the end of the game. Calls that are that were questionable at the end of the game. But they were all good the calls. I honestly think they were all good calls. Yeah. Not all of them were questionable, but they were calling like more intensely. Honestly, this might be like a stupid take or like a dumb take, but like I think they honestly just got caught off guard from the beginning. Like the refs just did not see that coming from the players. It escalated. So effort and, like, energy and all these that's charges po- being That's added. possible. I, think I can get on board that time. Yeah, no. to, like, adjust to what's going on. Like, okay, now we got to really, like, we got to call a game here. When it was, like, like five, when it was, like, 15 points left for, like, the win and, like, that little extra time bullshit, that's when I think the like, you know, the refs and everyone were, like, chir- they were getting chirped at. That's when I feel like, okay, we got to bunker down and, like, actually officiate this like it's a legit game. Yeah, especially I know the first time Lowry went for the charge attempt, mm-hmm. they didn't call it. They let it go. And people were like, what the? F-? Like, that was an obvious call. Like, how are you not going to call it? And then they started really buckling down. They started calling everything, which we can talk about that too. Do you, like, how do you guys feel about all these, um, what's it called? Not penalties. Fouls? Foul, yeah, all these fouls that are being called. I think there was like 30-plus fouls in the fourth quarter alone. I like it because it it just shows the competitive nature of what this game is supposed to be. Yeah, people want this game to be more competitive, much as the same complaints with what NFL fans want the Pro Bowl to be, more competitive. And with more competition does come more fouls because it just has this more of an authentic feel that this is an actual game that actually means something. That, it shouldn't be an exhibition. That's what the that's what the problem has been with I mean the only quite frankly the only all-star game I feel that consistently gets it right is Major League Baseball. They get it right. Having the all-star game actually mean something. And yes, I get it that you know, the MLB All-Star Game, you know, there's less risk of an injury because it's baseball, whatever. You get what, what I'm getting at. But in terms of, you know, now you bring in the whole charity aspect of it, too. You saw these these kids that were just going nuts at the end of each that quarter knowing awesome. their charities were getting money. And if it shows these NBA players, look, if you don't want to play for yourselves, fine. But play for these inner-city kids that actually are rooting for you right now where they can get money for their charities and actually make something of themselves. So that aspect of it, I do, apl- I do applaud the NBA for that big time. That's definitely something that major sports leagues are going to need to follow in the future, having the teams play for some sort of charitable donation or something like that because that added an actual sense of competition That's to it. True. If you're going to go out there, you're going to half-ass it and play all-star game, no-show defense – uh, you're gonna look like an asshole now. It's like that, that's not what we're trying to do it's anymore. That, that's a hidden wrinkle that really motivates the players a little bit more. It's true. I because mean, it's it's good. It's a good look for them. Even hockey's doing it right. Like they're not doing it based off like a charitable standpoint. Like the winning conference each get a million dollars. Yeah, with half of that, half of the what they get, or I believe they get an extra lump sum that they donate to their charities as well. Each player gets a million dollars. No, they, it's, uh, it's what six a, six aside, two goalies, so eight. Yeah, yeah, they split a mill. Each di- each division, uh, their players get X amount with some of that going. To sh- I mean, it's most mostly what these what these guys do for the NHL is no. whatever whatever they make of the All Star game. They just donate to charity anyway. Not for winning, though. They just get it no for, for winning goals. for winning. Oh, so you don't just get money for showing up? No, 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 okay. no. no. 
No, if you if you win the All Star game for the NHL, you do you get a check. But most of these guys, they just donate it to charity because it's 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 they make, it can make that money pretty much in a, in a day. You know these these guys are on long term contracts worth millions of dollars. Um, Kawhi Leonard won the MVP. Shot Kobe Bryant MVP. Uh, he was actually in like the top. He wasn't even in the top five for odds, I believe, to win uh, win the All Star Game MVP. So it was uh, LeBron. It was Giannis. It was AD. Um, I forget who else was in there, but I know that Kawhi. If Kawhi was in there, he was at like five. Hmm. Questioning Kawhi's mindset right now because you saw how hard he played in an All Star Game. But then he'll sit out regular season games. And I'm not on that Kawhi hate bandwagon. We've talked about this already, how I love him, but I just don't get why he has to sit out so many games. But he could try that hard in an all-star game. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Am I wrong? Um, I'm the Kawhi defender here. I love Kawhi. I know you said you no, love Kawhi. No, I, I love I Kawhi, love, but it is, it is suspect. Um, I think he's just known to have a kind of fragile body at this point. And I think he's just kind of accepted that. I know you can like hoo hoo ha whatever, nah. but like I think he personally just mentally feels like he needs to take these games off to feel like mentally right to actually play without risking another injury like like he did. No, I mean that that fine. Like I get that. That's why he sits out the games. But he can still give that level of effort in an All Star game that doesn't affect anything. Like, does your, it's is, true. Your, is his body and his career that the money he's gonna make in the future worth more to him? Then it wasn't even like he was going that hard though. Most of the time yeah, I saw like him on the going, floor, he like was popping threes. Quarter mainly, you know what I mean? He yeah, was, uh, I guess. But they were he, trotting around that first, second, yeah. halfway through the third. Then they were you know, once the ladder into the time. third. Yeah, that's when and it started I mean, to pick to up. In the fourth, it was yeah, all guns blazing. And he won the MVP because he he hit like eight threes. Eight threes, yeah. And that was mostly through the first three quarters. It wasn't like yeah. it was in the fourth where he was going ham, you know, right. going hard, dropping like ten points in the quarter. That's fair. You know? That's fair. The only time you saw a guy really sprinting in those first three, uh, I guess, quarters, you want to say. Yeah, quarters. They're flying. Like, they're just trying to gain speed so they can touch backboard or throw something down. Like, sure. I do so. I do get what you're saying, though, Tim. It's yeah. just pretty, like, contradicting what he's doing. Exactly. That's what, that's what it is. That he's being he's being a hypocrite in a way where he's saying that I'm not going to play in the regular season because it's going to hurt me, but then he's going to play in an all-star game. I just... I think it's a bad look to his teammates of anything. That's kind of that's kind of where mm. it is. It's an all star game. I think it's more of like just to have fun and just make the most of it, not worry yeah, about like also resting. Part of it. It's like as a player, like you so, know, playing in an all star game with like the best of the best. You know, you're gonna want to go out there and play. So you're a role player in the Clippers who sees eight, <laughs> fifteen minutes of the floor a night, and Kawhi Leonard sitting out games that your team's losing. And well, I think that's false. See. I don't think he's playing eight team. Like he's when he plays. No, no, no. I'm talking about. Playing. I'm talking about. You're a different player in the team. You're on the Clippers. Oh, okay. You're a role player. You play fifteen minutes a game, maybe, mm-hmm. and your team loses a game because Kawhi Leonard doesn't play that night. And then two days later, you see him playing. Uh, this didn't happen, but I'm just saying. Two days later, hypothetically, you see him playing in an All Star game, winning an MVP. Yeah. And it's like, fuck that guy. Like, what? What the hell is that? Um, can well, I, I think at the end of the day, if you don't have Kawhi Leonard, you don't have a chance to win a ring. For that standpoint, yeah. I'm gonna say like, I wouldn't give a fuck. Like, I don't know. I mean, you like I don't know. as a team, the best player on your team. Like, if he wants to play an All Star game, I'd be like, "Yo, go have fun. Do what the hell you want." Like, but it's the fact that he's not playing in regular season games where you know it's, it's a contradiction. It's, it's kind of like um, it's like it's, it's just one of those teammate kind of things where it's like you're not yeah. going to go out and give it your all every single night. But I think as his teammates, they knew going into it before he signed, like 
that's what you're going to have to deal with. I guess. Like, the Raptors, I think, accepted that last year, where you kind of heard that after they won the championship when Kawhi was with Lowry. They were doing an interview, like, right after they won, and they were saying how, like, they've, like they were kind of looking at each other, like, we've been through a lot of crap this year. And like, they were kind of talking about him specifically with, with Kawhi. Like, you guys had to deal with me, like, sitting out all these games during the regular season. You guys really stuck with it and really pushed through it. So I think as a teammate, it's one of those things you kind of just have to accept with him at this point. I know it's not, like, right, but... I just what don't. Do? I just don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. All right, let's talk some uh, college basketball, boys. So, we are uh, we are almost there. We are about we are less than a month wow. until the tournament starts. Um, so, right now, the way that we are looking is that the number one seeds right now, Baylor and Kansas, play Saturday in Waco. To probably determine who's going to be the number the number one overall seed uh, for the tournament, then we have San Diego State, the only undefeated team in the country, and then uh, Gonzaga, who are perennial favorites to potentially go on and win this tournament. Um, but outside of those one seeds, because it's always nice to talk about the uh, the one seeds, um, I just want to get a gauge as to what everybody. Who everybody is really going to look towards to potentially ride in these brackets to see who could potentially be that underdog team to go far. Uh, if you're looking at number two seeds, you got Louisville, potentially Dayton, Maryland, Duke. Um, I-, I could tell you one team that I really, really like. I don't know if I would call them to potentially be like a, a sleeper to go far, but if you want to call him as a four seed to go far, potentially, I, I guess that's Villanova. Uh, Jay Wright, he's done this before. Former Hosher men's basketball coach, Roll Pride. Big East represent. Big East represent. Uh, uh, apologies that St. John's may not be uh, making the tournament, but the uh, the oh, real th- we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We're gonna make it. Don't worry. The real New York basketball school could be going Whoa. to the tournament. Real New York basketball school. Damn straight. We're talking about Hofstra University. Potential champions of the CAA, Hofstra University. Once again, University. potential champions. Yeah, we, they're no. lose in a play-in game. Uh, no. Well, hopefully we don't run into Northeastern. Um, but I, I, I think Villanova really uh, really do have a shot. I don't know if they're going to uh, potentially win the Big East. But I, I think if they're potentially in a bracket where you're potentially putting them, let's say, if they're in the east region of the bracket, you put them with maybe Duke. Uh, you put them with West Virginia. Maybe you put them in there with Kentucky, San Diego State, maybe in that region as well. I, I think that those are all teams that you could potentially exploit. Like I don't really see. This is probably one of the one years for uh, March Madness that I can say there's really not a team that I'm zeroed in on and saying, you know, wow. Like this is a team that I'm gonna ride because there just there just isn't. It is so wide open, even with the one seeds. The one seeds they are not solid at all. Baylor's had some scares where they've they have not looked particularly great, and then they have their other days where they look dominant and they look like the number one team in the country. Same thing can be said about Kansas, San Diego State. Their questions about their overall schedule. Gonzaga, much can be said about them. So. I mean, if you're looking at a team that potentially they have the schedule playing against pretty good competition like Villanova does playing against teams like Butler, going against Seton Hall, going up against St. John's, Georgetown, all pretty good teams that we could potentially see 
in the NCAA tournament, I'm looking at Villanova and I could say, you know what? As a four seed, you could probably get a good run out of them, potentially winning the winning their region and maybe going to the Elite Eight or potentially the Final Four, and and who knows what can happen uh, from there. I mean, I think that this year in the NCAA tournament, it's just a prediction of mine, this year has been universally recognized as the most absurd year of college basketball we've seen in a long time. Yes, it is. Um, the top four teams, looking at them, make almost no sense. It's kind of a mindfuck. Uh, this is going to be the year as a perfect bracket. I get it. Wow. It's, it's so chaotic that it's, it's the perfect recipe for a perfect bracket. Because Do you have a team you're riding? Well... I'm actually very pissed off that they put Dayton up in the top five because I like Dayton early in the season. I watched college basketball games, and I really liked that team. And I was I was eyeing them up as a team that I would potentially ride as, like, a sleeper, like, low-seed pick. And all of a sudden, they're, what, like, the sixth seed? I can tell you right now, I love betting on Dayton. I, I, I love betting on a, Dayton. They're a great basketball team, and they've, they've been to the tournament. like that. I, I'm not sure who the coach is, to be honest, but I, I'm sure it's some guy who's been there for a little while because they've been on this this current track for a while where you see him come up in the tournament they've won some games in the tournament recently um i I like a team like baylor but something about baylor just doesn't scream ncaa champion uh duke is a six seed i i could see that not having the one seed pressure maybe could help them in a way i I don't know if that's it well duke are also getting killed tonight uh against nc state they were down 15 at the half i don't buy into the regular season of college basketball at all i know it declares your bids and, your, and whatever it does. But for my college basketball, like, if I'm going to look into the tournament and if I want to get the best sense of what's going to happen in the tournament, you watch the conference tournaments and you you base it off of that because that's where you see what teams play well in tournament style, what teams have good shooters, what teams are competitive, who's what teams, hot. who's hot right now exactly. You have plenty of teams that go undefeated in college. You have an undefeated team in college basketball. You can bet your bottom dollars one every single year, like, or at least almost undefeated. I'm talking like one to two wins, which is very. It's it's obviously impressive to do in college basketball. But you have teams from mid majors and stuff like that. San Diego State plays in what the Pacific Conference or something like that. I don't think they're 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 a mid major. I know that for a fact. I mean, that teams like that you can go undefeated all you want, but. Mountain West. Mountain West. There you go. What is being undefeated in the Mountain West? How can you compare that to a team with six losses in the SEC? Like, what What do you know? What can define that? You have to watch these teams actually play in tournament style. So I have been slacking on my college basketball observations so far, but I will make sure to bump those numbers up coming into the tournament because I want this year to be a very successful bracket year for myself. Well, we'll be looking at our brackets at some point. We'll be doing a whole uh, a whole show dedicated to brackets at some point uh, when it becomes clear as to in terms of you know what seeds we'll be looking at, you know who's locked in certain spots when conference championship teams have been decided. Uh, Brett, anybody you're looking at? Uh, it's been slow for me this year for college basketball, if I'm being honest. After listening to the to the top couple seats here, I'm I'm not picking any of those teams. I'm not. Like, how could you pick a Gonzaga? I'm, I, I that's one thing that I've always stuck to is I refuse to pick Gonzaga to win every single year, no matter how good people say they are. I love I just, betting on Gonzaga. I, I always hate, I always I would always bet against Gonzaga. I don't, I'm not a fan of Gonzaga. Ever. I love him. Um, again, what I've seen so far this year, I like Villanova, Big East pride, of course, but that's always a 
trustworthy, dependable team. You know. Yeah. You're playing. You know. You're playing. You're playing with good odds when you're picking Villanova. So that would be the team I'd go with right now. I gotta. I gotta be on. I gotta look into it more right now. Sure. It's, I haven't. You know, been paying too much attention to college basketball at the moment with you know the NFL season coming to an end and the NBA All Star game. I haven't paid too much attention yet. Uh, Matt, any team that you are uh, eyeing up? All I know is go Ducks. Pac-12 champions, most likely. They're going to win it all this year. Well, they'll, win, they'll be in it on an at-large bid. I don't think they even need the conference championship. Well, still. No, they're, pro- they're probably going to go in as like a, like a three four, or a four yeah. seed. Well, yeah, they're ranked right now. They're, they're chilling. Yeah. I'm saying they're going to win the Pac-12. So. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah, they'll probably win the Pac-12. I know they're nice. Trust me. It's the only college basketball team I've really been keeping my eyes on besides the St. John's Red Storm. Unfortunately. they having a rough season. <laughs> to say the least. Hey, it's okay. There's another, there's another New York college basketball team you can root for. There's about sure. 15 other New York college basketball teams you can root for. Hey, none, none of them will probably be in the NCAA tournament, except uh, for one. That's not true. Albany makes it some years. Uh, They're not making it. Next. Binghamton made it why, a couple why years can't ago. They, why can't they make it? They all have their own conference championships. There's a, the whole – there's like a American East Conference that's full of New York teams – Except for, like, uh, Maine and Vermont, and they can all have a chance of making it. I think it's Maine, Vermont, UMBC, Binghamton, Albany. Those, I mean, I guess those, more of those were out of state, but there's there's plenty of teams that can make the. There was one in that conference I knew was really good. It's Vermont. Yeah, the rest of that division Vermont are, are really, really good. I always like picking Vermont as the upset team in the first round. Yeah, Vermont are very, very, very good. I mean, you have... Albany in there with a winning record. You have Stony Brook in there with a very good conference record. I mean, that's very important in your conference championship. I think that you have a strong case to see one of those teams come out of there. Vermont's got more merit than anyone in this conference. And they've been there before. Uh, oh, other yeah. New York teams, Syracuse, excuse you. Um, Buffalo will make the tournament, make a little run every once in a while. I wouldn't say that Hofstra is necessarily the pride of New York. They may be the pride of Hofstra. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Syracuse basketball's ass this year. No, they're, they're very bad. Yeah. How bad could they possibly be? They're very bad. They're, they're sixth in their, they're sixth they're very in their bad. division. What's their conference record? Because that's what matters in your Seven conference. and eight. Seven and eight. That's not terrible. No, and they got smoked tonight by uh, by Louisville, who just lost. Uh, they're in the ACC. That ain't good enough. year where Louisville's ranked right now. Duke is ranked right now. Um, Virginia, I'm sure, is ranked nope. right now. Nope. No, no ranked. way, really? Not ranked. Louisville's always a perennial. They, they may not. Is Virginia Tech? They always swap. They up. may need an at-large bid. No, Virginia Tech's trash. No, Virginia Tech is trash. Really? West Virginia's good. West Virginia's good. Virginia may need an at-large bid. West Virginia just, screams five seed. Just to get there. in. Yeah, West Virginia may be like a three or a four. Who's that? Bob Higgins, right? Yeah. Yeah, that guy's a psychopath. I love that. UNC oh. UNC may not be in the tournament. Mm. I hate when that happens. You know, the, Roy no, Will- no. the Roy Williams dynasty may be, uh, may be over. No, you know damn well that UNC will win that conference tournament. If UNC is not in a position really? to get... They're going to beat Duke? You got Roy Williams. You have some very skilled players. It's UNC. They had a rough start to the season. They missed Cole Anthony for most of the beginning of the season. If they come into that conference tournament being like, we're not getting an at-large bid, we need to win this tournament, I would bet that UNC at least makes that championship. Okay, so let's say they beat Duke, then they're going to beat Florida State. It's UNC. Like I get that they're not ranked right now, and they had a rough start to the season, but you're counting out Roy Williams and the UNC basketball roster. Yes, I am. Yeah, they're not that good. They're not good. They're, they're, really, they're not good. They took it to the line with Duke the other night. 
They didn't win the game. But they took it down to the line with Duke. That's, that's, on, that's, that's on, also Duke UNC rivalry, though. Yeah, that's on. That's on. That's on. At Chapel Hill. That's UNC. That's UNC playing their asses off when they need to. Playing your playing your ass off and coming up short isn't gonna fucking give you a bed. Please talk about the crime of Dick Vitale not doing that game the other day. Disgraceful. Oh my god. He was like, I think he was locked up. He was in Indiana for what's his name's return. Bob Knight. Yeah, Bob Knight's return. He he went to go there. Come on, Dick. Hey, I wonder Let's if do QNC. I wonder if uh, USC are going to be making uh, the, the. Oh, tournament. do you want to mention USC? Yeah, I, 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 I know USC for something. Um, I would love to. I got to be honest. Last night, I watched the Rose Bowl before bed. Oh, brother! I did. Have a nice little wet dream afterwards. Oh Jesus! No comment. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Why would you put me in this situation? Um. <laughs> It was quite the showing. I did fall asleep, of course, like halfway through, because that's how I always do when I watch the Rose Bowl. It's a wonderful way to go to sleep. I found a new uh, video of it on YouTube, and the the quality was top notch. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I'm serious. I was. You better have like downloaded that shit. You had to put that on like a hard drive. I might have to because I'm thumb drive. I'm like, is this the right Rose Bowl I'm looking at right now? And I was stunned. It was it was beautiful. How's that even possible? Because that was early 2000s. I know. It was TV quality. Mid-2000s. Mid-2000s. So, like, what? 2006? 2006. Okay. 2006, Tim. Come oh, on. I, I'm telling you, not even... I have some uh, breaking news. <laughs> the Rangers have won 6-3 against... Let's go! Oh, Sorry, I'm going to buzzing when you, when you mention Yeah, this. no. Let's go! Hey, someone's going to mention some sort of... If the XFL is getting recognition on this podcast, it is my civil duty to mention some bit of hockey. Uh, you know, Damn I straight. you this now because when Tim mentioned the XFL before, I gave Ed a smirk and I don't think Ed realized what I was doing. But now I get to mention it since you just mentioned the XFL again. Tim, how was the XFL this weekend? Uh, oh, wait, you didn't fucking watch it. Thank you. All right. Can we, can we disband the XFL on this podcast? Did you I'm watch it, Tim? Um, so what was on Sunday? Oh, Guilty, Your Honor. I watched it last weekend. I have notes from last weekend, oh, actually. But then no one weekend. wanted to talk about it last week. So then I kind of slacked on it this weekend. I watched a little bit so of it at work, but I didn't watch much. It w- the one game I turned on wasn't a great game. It was like a 19-0 lead with like five minutes left. Um... I have the conf- XFL is watchable. I do agree with some of the points you guys brought up about not prioritizing it, but that was never the point of it. Like the point is like some people will at least turn it on, check it out, get a feel for it. It's gonna be around for three years, so you might as well see what it's about. <sighs> three years. It's a, it's, mm-hmm. Vince McMahon is in it for three it's years. Terrible. It's not less than three. That's years. three years of come more in depth with every other hockey team known to mankind. I do have a confession that I need to make. Uh-oh. You did watch the XFL this weekend. I know that for a fact. I did. Yeah. Ed, how could you? No, I watched it for about two minutes because there was nothing else on. I was waiting for the All-Star game to start, and there was nothing else on. I watched it for two minutes. It was the St. Louis team. I have no idea what their team name is. The and Marquette the, Kings. Sure. And the Houston team. I don't. St. Louis Battlehawks. Sure. That sounds right. Sure, I'll, I'll go with that. The Marquette oh, Kings that, is their new name. Uh, and the Houston Rough Riders? Sure. Houston Roughnecks. Roughnecks. There Rough we go. Necks? There we go. The Houston um, Roughnecks lo- logo is literally the Houston Oilers logo, but instead of just being an oil, like, whatever you call that, yeah. like an oil field thing, yeah. there's an H in it. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Hey, if you want, if you want, a, uh, if you want a conspiracy theory, uh, apparently Andrew Luck uh, hit up his dad, who is the commissioner of the XFL, and said, "Hey, you need to you need to bring in my ex teammate PJ Walker, 
because he could still play in the NFL. He needs, just needs an audition. He needs a stage. So P.J. Walker now is balling out for the Houston Roughnecks. Is that the, is that the, team, the team name? Houston Roughnecks, yeah. Okay. It's like a roughneck. Yeah, I, like a cowboy and like a horse. It's a... Like that. It's an image. It's an image. Is Andrew Luck's dad's name Oliver? Oliver yeah, Luck. Is, yes. Commissioner. Yes, sir. Imagine being named Oliver. Poor, when poor guy. When was the last time you heard of a guy named Oliver? Oliver Giroux. Olivier. Olivier. Yeah. Olivier. Olivier. And is that is the most... spelled Oliver, but just French? There's like an extra I in there somewhere? Oliver Palat, a hockey player. Okay. Um, Have you met an Oliver in your life? No. Tim? My aunt's old Whoa. hairdressing... Whoa. Studio is called Oliver's. Oh, <laughs> I've never met an Oliver in my life. Um, neither have I. I definitely have. Imagine being called Oliver. Terrible. That's like uh, how to get bullied one on one. Yeah, no, I don't know anyone named Oliver. I don't know anyone named Oliver. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the decade. Bring Oliver back. Well, well, back to what uh, we were mentioning. I did watch the Rose Bowl last time. I did. Was it beautiful? Of course it was. But it was even more beautiful in uh, in HD. It was it was. was it was it like 4K? I don't know. Uh, it was something I've never seen before watching the Rose Bowl, and maybe I was just like, you know, when like you're like half awake, and like you're basically like you're high. Oh yeah. Like you're on drugs. Mm-hmm. Like you're on some crazy kind of drugs. That might have been happening to me last night. Oh, that happened to me last night. I fell asleep listening to the Weekends' new song. Oh wait, Tim. Since you mentioned last night, now before you go to bed, how's the paper towel thing going? Oh, um, oh, we need an update, yes. We actually had an advancement in the uh, situation. Um, so, first of all, I think it was the night after that um, little rant, I found the paper towels, first try. And then the next day, I cleaned my room, and I used the rest of the paper towels. So now there's currently no paper towel room, paper towel roll in my room. This is terrible news. I know. I, I just haven't replaced it yet, because I so suck. What do you what do you do when you, like... You got something that you had to clean up. Well, I've, I've had a cold, so I'm using like tissues to wipe my fingers off. So you haven't been eating in bed? No, I still have. There's just like tissues with Dorito dust that I use. Oh, Tim. That's yeah. a low. Why? I'm not going to steal it. I had that roll of paper towels in my room for a reason. I think I was cleaning my room another time, and I just brought it up there, and I was like, you know, I have a fish tank in my room, and I fill it up sometimes, and that like spills water out of the side, like it splashes around. Need it for that. Um, I need it for my fingers. Like, I don't know. You know, I, I think I, I call it a low. And I don't know if you're a snacker like me and Tim are. I am a snacker. You are? Okay. Yes, I am. When it comes to those, like, something like Cheetos and Doritos, well, something that I, you can get, s- like, you know, your fingers are greasy. Okay, I, I, I don't use that. Greasy, but just, like, you know, with the dust on it? Oh, yes. yes whenever, like, the like, crumbs. That, yeah, the whenever crumbs. I have that with, like, food like that, I just feel so low. Well, sorry, no, so you feel like a, you feel like a little bit of a slop. It hasn't been bit. Cheetos or Doritos recently. I've actually been a big fan of the uh, Cape Cod uh, jalapeno. There's like a sweet jalapeno Cape Ooh, Cod chip yeah. that I've been eating lately. That's really good. Fuck, I have a sandwich at home. Um, there's a new um, that new competition to your establishment. Um, oh, we don't mention it on this podcast. The the L word supermarket. Never um, heard of it. They have some nice like store brand Cheetos cheese doodles that are like really good. Uh, what else have I been I can't believe you even mentioned that. Disturbing. You're my friend. Oh, you know, you know what else I eat that really requires the paper towels? I think that's kind of why. My mom buys these things from the grocery store that are like a pre-cooked, um, like a chicken tender with hot sauce on it. It's from Uncle Giuseppe's. Mm. They're really good, like, buffalo chicken strips. 
Oh, yeah? I eat them shits cold. You know what I've been big on recently? Delicious. Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets? Yeah, that's I, been my thing lately. I go through Hot Pocket phases. The problem is when I eat stuff that's like high, high in sodium, which like Hot Pockets are, Okay. I get my face just gets like hot. Like it's like... Oh. Yeah, like when you retain water and your face is like all puffy and stuff. Oh yeah, your I'm face gets like fat so susceptible to yeah. that. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, oh, my ears sucks. are like on fire. I can and get like shit. that too once I eat like too many pretzels or something like that. Yeah, anything like that. With all that salt, it just makes you feel like ass. You know. Mm. It's a terrible feeling. It is, and like you can't really do anything about it. Can you? Uh, drink more water. Drink, I guess drink. Water, I drink a right? shitload of water because of it. Yeah. And then my stomach feels all slushy after the drinking too much water. Slushy. Ugh. You know, speaking of food, I just think about this. You know what I had for breakfast this morning? You should be skipping breakfast. Dr. Oz said to skip breakfast. I skip, well, I say breakfast at like 12 o'clock. I woke up at 9. Fair. I, I wait a little while. Fair. Once I get like hungry in the morning, I don't eat breakfast like compulsively. But, uh, so I was going to make some scrambled eggs, right? And I didn't want to have just toast today. I wanted an English muffin. Where the fuck are we going right now? Didn't, didn't have any English muffins in the house. And I was like, what can I use to like eat my eggs? Like what carb can I pair on my eggs? Okay. You ever have the, I don't I don't even pronounce it. I call it Uts. It's Uts, right? The Uts. 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 Stop and shop work over here. Uh, the pretzel brand. Yeah. You know those dark ones I have? Like oh the burnt ones? Oh my god. Bro. Bone apple teeth, bro. Yo, ready? I used to scrambled eggs. Wait, what? Scrambled eggs, like salt, pepper, garlic, and all yeah. stuff like that. And eat the eggs with like the pretzels, bro. No, my I, my dad I told me that to that's a te- like that's that. a texture problem. Yeah, that's a big well, texture problem. Big no, so you talk about your texture problem with that. What the difference in the textures? Yeah, I'm, when you're mixing mixing I something, it's a little soft. Eggs. Opposite. I, I, yeah. I can't mix opposite. the eggs with all like that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm I with you. I can't eat very mushy things without some kind of crunch to pair with it. Like when I'm just chewing on mush, freaks me out. So the, the the and the way I make my eggs too, they're very soft. So like. Cause I'm like amazing at making scrambled eggs. Do you like your eggs like kind of wet, or like dry? So are you a medium like, guy, or are you fried? Uh, when I, well, that's not how I usually make my eggs. But if I was gonna make an egg, not scrambled, I would make it sunny side up, no flip. Okay. Yeah. Um, I always like saying Benedict. Eggs Benedict. I like saying. I like a poached egg. I can, I can go with the poached egg, but um. Yeah. So I, when you have it scrambled, do you like it like a little like um? If moist. You, if you even yeah, like reference moist, the existence like, of like any brown in scrambled eggs, okay, so you're making scrambled eggs wrong. Okay, yeah, scrambled that's just, eggs, like, that's like, just like burning that shit. Like, like that's the point. Lower, medium. That's so dry. That's too dry. Uh, all right. If you want to know how I like my scrambled eggs, to be honest, there's a video. Oh God. No, no, no. It's, it's like a four minute video. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> look up Gordon Ramsay scrambled eggs. Huh. It involves a lot of butter. Cook the eggs low and slow. It develops like a custard. It's like no like big mm. chunks of egg. It's like it's like kind of like. I don't know, it's soft and they're creamy. Okay, one last breakfast thing before we get to The Bachelor, because I know we need to move on here a little bit. Have you guys... Do you guys freeze your bagels? Yes. Yeah, they say fresh, way better. That's a yes. thing, right? That's yeah. a thing. Oh, my God. I've talked to multiple people, and they've just never heard of that before. What? I know. All right, you have options. You, I can either... Send them to the sun. Buy a bagel every day. Or right? Or freeze, like, 20 so of that them. Was, that was my point. They were like, why don't you just... Eat them all when you buy the dozen. Exactly. Look, my family, it's a family of five. They give you a dozen bagels plus the three to make it a bigger. You got 15 freaking bagels. I'm not eating three at once. We're yeah, not all going to exactly. eat three at once. Like That's not going to happen. So what do you do? You can't leave them out because two days later, you're going to get rid of all of them. 
You just wasted like five bagels. It's true. You put them in the freezer. Yes. And then you toast it. And you have to get the like the egg everything or anything something yeah. like that with some flavor on it. So yeah. when you re- it's all right. Obviously, a, a reheated frozen bagel is perfect. Obviously. But yes. It's better than a stale bagel, right? You ever leave a bagel out for three days? You just gotta it throw it into away. a weapon. You just throw it away anyway. I couldn't believe my I, I couldn't believe my ears. Like I was stunned. You want to know what's not stale? What the. The Bachelor. The Bachelor, the bachelor is not stale. This was a doozy of a week. Very, very doozy. I got pretty heated this week. I was I was happy. Oh, I was annoyed. Oh, I think we all did. So Who's we? Oh, we. Let's just... I was very content with this week. Embrace debate. Let's just start right off the rip. So, of course, it is hometowns. Wonderful week. We'll start with the first date. It was Hannah Ann, Knoxville, Tennessee, Hannah Ann. So uh, Peter goes to uh, goes to Knoxville. Hannah, Hannah Ann, then tells Peter that it's time that they toughen him up because Hannah Ann's dad wants a man for his daughter that's a little tough, little little country strong. Her dad works in the lumber industry. Yes, big lumber guy, big lumber guy. What was the dad's name? Rick. Rick. It was Rick. Rick, Rick the lumber guy. What was his nickname? Rough. Rick, no. Rough Rick? Rough Neck uh, Rick. Call him that from now on. So Rough Neck Rick. Rough Neck Rick. I, I, I can get on board with that. Sure. Rough Neck Rick. Sure. That's, that's a little bit of a tongue twister. Rough Neck Rick. Rough Neck Rick. Oh, I'm going to have trouble with that one. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of an issue. Rick's fine. Uh, okay, so then they go to throw axes. A little aggressive. A little aggressive on the surface, but... It went well, I think. Very Uh-oh. interesting how they just decide to throw axes and then it's just a cue for, okay, got to make out in front of a crowd of people and in front of cameras. You think Hannah Ann does that often? You think that was the first time? I would that? say that, I don't know if she, I would say she does it often, but I would say that she is very well versed in the PDA field. No, 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 no the axe throwing, you dickhead. Throwing the axes. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she oh, oh, a guy oh. Before. No doubt about that. Come on, Ed. Come no, on. I'm not saying she hasn't kissed a guy. I'm saying that she's uh, very open about showing her affection. I'd imagine um, since she's on the back. In, in, in terms of showing her murderous intent, uh, yeah, she's probably shown that before, sure. Um, I yeah. always talk about, wait, what are, you, what are you talking about murderous intent? We're talking about the, the throwing axes thing. It's that is murder. Putting, throwing right? axes is like a, is like a, like a hobby these days. That's attempted murder. Okay, no, th- all right. I'm not going to argue with you. Throwing, throwing axes is like a hipster, like fun pastime right now. That's fun? So anyway, Go to a shooting range. Just, just shoot a gun. What I was going to say is I always talk about the subliminal advertising in these Bachelor episodes where they have like... Come to the great state of Ohio and visit Cleveland and like shit like that. It's all paid for by state advertising boards. Rock and roll hall of fame. Whatever axe throwing. The music hall of fame, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, whatever. Whatever axe throwing like site they went to, I guarantee you that they paid for that or were some kind of there was some kind of deal because they definitely made so much money for axe throwing oh, facilities. Def. I looked up axe throwing, I think, thirty seconds into that like wow. segment. Like I was like, I wanna do this you shit. You think you'd be good at it? I, see, when I think about I picturing am myself throwing an axe, like, I just can't see myself missing. I think I'd be, just, like, filthy at it. I am better than most at non-traditional sport activities. Talk about the traditional sports, things with balls, shit like that. Not that good at it. It's not what my dad raised me for. Throwing a frisbee. That's my shit. I'm not a be- the best golfer in this room right now, but I think we can all agree that people who can play golf at a competitive 
fun level are better than most people at golf, right? I love how everyone's looking at me. Wow, this, is, this, this is making me feel good. Oh, yes, that is true. Like, if you could play golf and yes. enjoy it, you're better than most people at it. Like, no, not many people can play golf well. Shit like that. Like, that's, like, my shit. I know that there's a little Dennis Brady feature in my brain. Your dad. My dad, yes. Great guy. I Great have guy. some kind of axe-throwing abilities, but God forbid I hit a damn baseball when I was a kid. You know, that, that was out of, the, out of question. So I think I'd be pretty good at it, not going to lie. I reckon I'd be the best in this room at it first try. Wow. And maybe we should all try this. I'm on board. I'll, I'll just shoot. I'll embarrass all of you. <laughs> oh, you know how to wow. throw an axe? You yeah. You've done, done it before? You've done an axe before. I, I would. Target. No, you know what? I'll come be the cheerleader just to see this go completely belly up. When did you throw an axe? When I was playing Modern Warfare 2. All right, yeah. Oh. I was also disgusting with the combat axe I in Modern Warfare. Too, yeah. That was my shit back in the day. As far as throwing a real axe, you've never done it before. I know you haven't. I've thrown an axe as like a bullshit tree before, not at a fucking paid range. All right. So I'd be better than you. All right. Uh, so back to Peter and Hannah. After they, uh, after they had murdered some wood, they uh, Hannah Ann and, and Pistol Pete uh, review a little list that Hannah Ann gave to Peter titled Things I love about you. Shall I? Shall I read them? No, no, no. no. She, she, she gave him one already. This is him giving one to her now. Pete wrote she, a nice little letter. She gave him Correct. one before he left you. Peru. She gave it to him. Was like, I want you to think about this, or whatever. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, oh, I, no. here's, here's the one here that I won't read them all, but there's one that definitely caught my eye. Um, it was number eight on the list. The way you wrap your leg around me when we hug. What? No, no, no. Because he's right. Because every other time he, the classic bachelor running and embracing shot where they're a quarter mile apart for whatever reason the first time they see each other and they full sprint to each other and the girl leaps into his arms. Every other girl does like the classic like like bend the knees and like you know, like your like feet like come up in the air that kind of thing. Hannah Ann goes for a full on like embrace and like wraps every inch of her body around him every time oh really yes you 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 picked up on this well after i saw her do it again because i've been seeing it happen a lot i know madison didn't do it i don't think kelsey might do it but oh kelsey i kelsey Kelsey thinks it's like that was her thing jumping into peter's arms yeah no she definitely did because she's out of her mind and doesn't know what was going on um hannah ann's southern accent came out of nowhere in this episode yeah Nah, it got was, heavy as fuck out of nowhere. You gotta rep it when you're in hometown. If you're if you're leaving to leave New York and like your accent, yeah, well, our accents aren't that bad for New York accents as far <laughs> as I, as far as I know. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I know we all have them, but if you left the state after, for a little while, you'd start not talking like that. You come back to New York, you're completely embracing the accent again. This girl's been away from home for a while. Yeah. Well, I can tell you from first-hand experience, you leave New York, and the second you open your mouth wherever you are and people hear you talk... They know exactly where you're from. They know exactly where you're from. They know exactly who they're dealing with. And odds are they're probably going to end up saying, get the fuck away from me. No, but none of us are those, like, used guys, like, things like that. Oh, like, used guys. We're not like, hardcore. We're not, like, coffee, like, all that. Like, we, <laughs> we have it. Speak, for, you, speak for yourself. Right, but what I'm saying is I you don't have, coffee. you don't coffee. have, like, a full, like, not as bad as it can be. 
I, Definitely. I don't know, but I think it's all. It might also be like an ethnic thing. Why are you trying to claim that your New York accent is? It's definitely not as strong as like. No, 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 like, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm saying that it might, it might be an ethnic thing. <laughs> You're that, very proud of your New York accent. I, I oh hell yeah! I'm, of I'm course I am. I own it. Touching a very personal chord here because all I'm trying to say is that when you come back home, you're gonna hear it more. Oh, for sure. It definitely is a bit thicker when you're back in your own natural environment. You can just let that shit fly. You could say, you know, the coffee. You could talk about Long Island. You know, you can just keep going on and on and on and on. She's also, she is a pageant girl. I guarantee you having a unique accent to your home state is such like a, a pageant thing to do. You love mentioning that Anna is a pageant You really girl. do. Well, I, I, I do, trust me, because like, it's, it's very relevant to me. It's like everything in a, in a pageant is rehearsed. Like, you do everything on purpose. You're not going to come out there and be yourself. You're going to go true. out there and be exactly what you're supposed to be to win. you got to rep your home state. I watched a video the next day of actually people from different states with their accents and stuff like that. The Tennessee accent, I could have closed my eyes and it could have been Hannah Ann. Like, the way it's it's the exact Tennessee accent. It's ridiculous. They all talk like that, apparently. So now Peter goes to Hannah Ann's house, meets the family. Rick. Rick, Roughneck Rick. Roughneck Rick, her right sister. in the couch. She met her sister. Her sister, he met yeah. Her sister. Yep. America loved her sister. Brett, you have any uh, any commentary you'd like to provide here? I don't like making these kind of comments, Ed. You got to stop putting me these putting me in these. No, situations. no, no! Please, please! You gave you gave me the look that you okay, wanted to fine. say something. Your right. eyes, Brett. You need to understand something. We got a look. microphone. You have a unique talent of being able to say nothing at all. But your eyes do all the talking. Okay. So please, I think he's go ahead. Now, look, <laughs> I'm watching the show. <laughs> I found something out. Okay. Her sister's younger than her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. figured that out. That's she, all I'm going to say. She's the oldest. Her sister's younger than Hannah, and she's 23. I'm 20. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, the girls, when they say younger, you don't know if you're dealing with like someone who's of age and so, like. Catch a case or not catch a case. Exactly. Yeah. And that's all we're gonna have. Leave it at that because we don't want any uh, agency knocking this, out. No, the put door. it this way. Put don't it this way. Deal with it. Is she younger? Do you know the exact age? I don't. Okay. okay I'll right. leave it at this. You know, what? I'm gonna leave it at this. Go Just ahead. Like I said to Vanessa, I'm a big fan of her work. Okay, that's that's very fair. That's a very uh, politically correct answer. I can appreciate that, and one that keeps us on the air. So thank you very much. Um, so Peter now talks with Roughneck Rick. And can I, can I I'm very on board with this right now. Because Roughneck Rick. Roughneck Rick came in and told Peter, don't tell my daughter you're falling in love with her. Unless, no, well, unless you mean it, but he says you don't mean it because you're talking to three other girls. Damn fucking right. Good for you, Roughneck Rick. Yeah, he really Peter acknowledges it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then goes outside <laughs> and then tells Hannah Ann he's falling in love with her. Yeah. Like an absolute idiot. I mean, you just completely blew off what this guy said. I mean, I... He did. Did you think he was going to listen to him? No. Um, I thought that he was going to go farther towards either pole, where him saying that, he was going to be like, you know what, damn, I actually, like, love her, and just say that. Or he's going to be like, well, shit, actually, I don't really mean it, so I'm just not going to say anything. Just get out of here. See, I was going to save this, but I'm just going to go and say it now. Uh, Pete... In terms of the um, one-on-ones that he had with the fathers that he did get to meet, which was Hannah Ann and Madison, 0 for 2. Oh, yeah. 0 for 2. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, he's, not he's prepared. Out. That man struck out 100%. He was not prepared at 
off. Is that how it usually goes? No, no, because most most of them, you know, that just it's not even scripted at that no, point. I mean, That's as just as, as far as the dads telling talking to the guy like that. Is that usually how it goes? Where it's like, hey. Like let's let's get the business straight. Like you, you're gonna love my daughter. You better be loving my daughter. Yes no, and yes that. and no, but that's kind of the way that it should go. The two dads he met were from Tennessee and from Alabama. Like you're talking about some southern, like old school kind of dads. I'm not surprised that that was the case. Right, but that's even that's even, he, the, sa- that's he, even the same way up here. It's it's, it's the same sh- sort of deal. Not not necessarily. I don't think so. But no, if anything. It should be. With, I don't think it had to do location. Yeah, it should be the, the guys that they, the kind of guys that they were. Like, well, so you're talking to the, to the Auburn basketball coach who's yeah. like a very religious kind of guy, and you're talking to a guy, a lumberjack, daughters, two beautiful daughters who are models. And it seemed like to be that. two very hardworking individuals. So these, these are two guys who aren't about their daughters just going around, just whatever. Yeah. Just to give my two cents of this, just say, I'm going to say nothing else. Hannah Ann's sister is underage. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Oh, boy. How old is she? Um, senior in high school. Is she really? God, Jesus. Yeah. Sorry, Brett. <laughs> oh boy! All right, we're getting kicked yes. off the end tomorrow. Um, <laughs> last show, last show night, guys. It was, it was a real, real pleasure. It was an absolute joy yeah. being able to share this microphone. I've, I, I just thought it was necessary to get that out there before anyone has anything else to say about the family. <laughs> yes, oh, I did some research. Great. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> so as uh, as as Tim said, <laughs> what? I'm trying to speed this along just to get us to get us out of this dark hall that we have just officially just got into. Uh, so as Tim did say, uh, Roughneck Rick told Pete not to tell Hannah Ann that he was falling for her unless that she is the only one that he is falling for. And he goes and says it anyway, and I can guarantee that Roughneck Rick was a not a happy boy uh, watching that episode on uh, on Monday. So now we go to date number two to Des Moines, Iowa, with Miss Kelsey. Uh, they go to a winery because, of course, you go to the winery to the lady that supposedly has a, quote, a drinking, drinking problem. problem. <laughs> they go to a winery, embrace the full drinking problem storyline that's been going on for the entire season. <laughs> Started, of course, by Tammy, but we won't go there. Started she, by me, actually. I, was, I said it before Tammy did, watching that show. She is not an alcoholic. That is slander. Kelsey, if you're listening to this podcast, sue him for everything he owns. I never said she was an alcoholic. Everything that Tim owns. E- everything. My, my main points were that every time she comes into a room crying, she's flailing a wine glass around, and she looks like she's been drinking. Yes, that's how some people like to solve their problems. Fair, but it's worth acknowledging if you're going to marry someone. I got to yeah, get someone fair. off my back. Go ahead. Kelsey can't make out to save her life. Did anybody else pick up on this? Oh, Please terrible. Told me terrible. Picked up on this. Terrible. I kind of just don't really watch the make-out scenes too intensely because I just I don't I just either, don't, but that's something like, I well, no, It's I'm things that you pick up on. on. Yeah, you read like, the... I already don't pay attention to shit. Like, I, I you gotta extra look this zone out when that shit happens. You got to pick it up, Tim. Brett... I understand what you're saying, and I There's completely so, agree. Like, with you. Every kiss is so like separated. Yeah, it's the, the, it's the so timing odd. is off. It's so odd. The synchronization you of know, the lip movements just are very, very you know, off. You know, Peter did not enjoy that. Absolutely not. It just looked very forced and very uncomfortable, and it was just not something that I really would like to see again. Um, I would say the one thing that I really was very uncomfortable with was the image that they showed of Kelsey and Peter's feet in the tub of grapes yeah, when they were that. mashing 
on uh, the grapes to make the homemade really? wine. I don't have a problem with it. Disgusting. That was feet. gross. And you get a shot of two bare feet in a case of wine, basically, that they're about to drink. And their just feet are covered in great pulp and all this like nasty shit. I mean, it's not for me. I don't like that. No, that was absolutely disgusting. I, I did not see more of that. Yeah, I might have missed out on that a little bit. I'm not a fan of yeah, bare, bare feet. All right, you want to talk about the family? Uh, yes, yeah, so we can we can uh, talk about the family. Uh, so I'll, I'll just go through this uh, really quick. Um, so Kelsey informs Pete that she does love him after they are good and drunk on Vina. Any objections? Uh, I mean, obviously. She's been telling him she's been loving him for the past, like, three episodes. Yeah, she already told him she's in love with him, so. This is true. It's not a big. It's not a big. I think deal. she was the first girl to tell him that she was falling in love. With him. I I don't think. Uh, I, still I think so. She might have told him that. No one else has said that they're in love with him. Ooh, I think Hannah Ann did. Hannah Ann might have this. Oh, Hannah Ann did this episode. Hannah Ann actually did it. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Hannah Ann said it like three times at the end of this episode, and then Pete kept saying, "Say it again, say it again," and just didn't say it back. <laughs> that was absurd. But then Kelsey said it, and he just <clears throat> didn't say it back either. So yeah, clearly there's a trend going on here. So um, so Peter meets the family. And all goes well. Dinner was fine. One of Kelsey's sisters looks like Hannah Ann with a blonde wig on. Yes, so I, wa- I wanted to talk about this for a second. This is a very controversial issue that I wanted to, to talk about. Very controversial issue. So we had speculated that maybe uh, Kelsey had some um, had some lip work done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those lip that was 100% <laughs> confirmed. Oh, really? Yeah, no 100%. Had those lips. Um, oh, my God. Another thing, her mom, Kelsey's mom, looked like a who from The Grinch. All their noses were like, you know, all picky. Yeah. I'm, I'm being yeah. very picky, but I'm just being Very honest. picky. This, this is what I... You're very hard to place. When I, uh, <laughs> You're very hard to place. <laughs> picky guy. You know, I'm going to recycle one of my lines from when we watched the show together. And, um, Go ahead. Kelsey's lips might not be genetic, but the crying is. I mean, that was definitely a family. <laughs> it's a family that, thing. No, you're, no that, that I will agree with you on when it, com- yeah. when it comes to Kelsey. All right, we mentioned Kelsey telling Peter that she's, that she's in love with him. I, I wrote down what Pete said to her oh, in return. Great. It's probably great. Let's hear this. My heart has definitely fallen. That's all he said. That's the most blank statement you could possibly That's horrible. respond with. That's some fat piece of baloney right there. That's fucking horrible. That could be really good or That's, really bad. I have no that idea was, what that even means. That was something else. I, I, if you're Kelsey and you're hearing that, you must be pretty concerned. Not a for you. Not in which direction nope. if it's fallen. Just in like a good way. My or heart has no. definitely fallen. When I saw that, I was like, oh, see ya. You ain't yeah. made it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about when he named the wine bottle after they made their own wine? And he named it Wine. Wait, that happened? I didn't. They made a custom that. bottle of wine. They sampled different blends and different grapes okay. and different styles of aging. Yeah. And they were, she was like, oh, like, you guys can combine flavors and do this and do that. And you can put in this little bottle. It says, Pete and Kelsey, you get to name it yourself. Oh. What do you want to name it, Pete? Let's name it Wine. Disturbing. Ridiculous. I, I got to put it up. Pete's, Pete's conscious a bitch. No, no, he, he is. And I've been, I think I've been saying this for the last, like, yeah, month. Y- yeah, you've been on this one. That... I'm, He's kind of just a bitch, yo. He he is just a bitch, and he's good at being a bachelor. He's not good at being the bachelor. TM, trademark, copyright, everything. Yes. truly. If if said, uh, please make sure to to credit the uh, Basement Talk podcast. Just saying. Uh, So Pete then sits down with uh, Kelsey's mother. Uh, I believe her name was Beth. And Beth pretty much just lays this one down very simple for my man Pistol Pete. 
uh, don't break my girl's heart. Do you understand? Very straightforward, very blunt, very simple. I like it. I thought she was more intimidating than both the fathers in this instance. Whoa, in this instance. really? Oh, yeah. No, I think Mom's I think Mr. Uh, I forgot Madison's last name. Pruitt. Pruitt. Mr. Mr. Pruitt. Yeah, Pruitt. Mr. Pruitt. Was like, I think he was the most intimidating. Oh, what was his first name? He had a terrible first name. It's like... Isn't it Bob? No, it's not Bob. It's something funnier. Uh, Chad. Chad. Oh, it's fucking, yeah. That's his Chad. 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 <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a big believer that... It's a funny name for an adult. On the dad. surface, on the surface, Kill the dads are always going to be scarier. No, no, I mean like from a basketball coach from the South, Chad. On the surface, dads are always going to be scarier, but then you push certain buttons, and that motherly instinct just comes out. It didn't do and it. And then me. you run. For, then you run for the fucking hills. It didn't really do it for me. That's just that's just an overall philosophy that I have. Um, so now we go to Madison. Completely forgot your brother's name's Chad. <laughs> Peter goes to Auburn, and they go to Auburn Arena, where they walk in, and who's up on the scoreboard? Charles Barkley, of course. Chuck making an appearance. Chuck making an appearance. Madison really used all of her connections this episode. Every Sorry. single last one of them. One hundred percent. And I quote. Mess with Madison, I will come for you, boy. Charles Barkley. Now, this is after also, by the way, that Madison mentioned she lived walking distance from the Auburn basketball facility growing up. Yep. And the fact that every single LED board in that stadium was lit up with whatever she wanted to say at that time. It was like mind control at this point. It was fun watching each girl and see what they did for them when they went back home. Madison like the, out. the day that they planned out, it was interesting to see what each person did. And, yeah, Madison really... Uh, she really did that. So then after that, Bruce Pearl comes out, the men's basketball coach for Auburn, gives them a nice little pep talk, and then runs some drills. Madison absolutely scorches Pete. Oh, yeah. Pete, Pete has posted. no handles whatsoever. Madison is a superstar. I think she should be the number one overall pick in the upcoming draft. Just putting that out there. I think James Wiseman and Anthony Edwards, they're, they're on watch. They're on watch because Madison Pruitt, she's coming for the crown. Um, so then... We go to dinner, where Madison, two sisters, the mother, the father, all very nice houses, by the way. I, I, I said oh, this, yeah. I said this to Tim, that there is no doubt in my mind they made sure each house was meticulously, meticulously decorated to make it seem very easy to film, very easy in the eye, very pretty, and I'm sure they're not like that in, in everyday life. I, I'm sure that probably most of those houses are disaster. Just because this is the way modern homes are. Shit going on, people coming in and out, course, things like that. Uh, but this was just... A, this this Madison's house was a different level of nice. I guess that's what a uh, men's assistant basketball coach's salary will uh, will do for you. Not even just that. The house is on the campus. It's not their house. It's the campus's house. It's not on the campus. No. It's walking distance from the stadium. Uh, no, that was, nah. her do- that was her dorm room. That was her dorm that was her dorm. No, she said she grew. Are you sure? Because she said she grew. Positive. Yeah. She said she grew up. Yeah. And you no, were, it wasn't on the campus. The house was on the campus. No. No way. No. No, no. positive. I'm still convinced it was on the campus. I'm, I'm not going to. No. I'm not she, when, she, when she said that she walked to the games, it's when she, it's when she went to Auburn. Yeah. That she, that she pointed out that this is where her dorm was and that she was able to walk from her dorms down to the stadium for all the games. Does any coach actually have a house on campus? 
that's no. why I assume this no, is none of them. No, yeah. No way. Any coach like out there? I don't. I can't no. recall any coach like that. They're no. paid enough. They're not. They're not going to get granted a house yeah, exactly. along with their pay. I don't think they even want that. I don't think so. Well, when we first saw our dad, I thought he was pretty much a burger. I don't know if you got that impression. Oh, very much so. Wasn't our house? Sorry. You still on this time? Wasn't her house like behind some building like on the ah, campus? No, that was, that was her dorm. That was the dorm that she was living in. Did they like I then they cut She said that. She said behind there is where I lived. This is when she went to the school. Behind that building she said was where yes, she lived. Yes, yes, that's what she said. And the building happened to be the Beard Evans Memorial Coliseum. I thought I thought it was just called the Auburn Baseball. Auburn Arena. Arena. Yeah, and there's literally, it's in the residence, like, village. That's pretty cool. There are basketball arenas in the middle of the dorms? Yeah, it's surrounded by, like, 20 dorms. All right, so I was wrong, because the way it was cut, it made it seem to me like they went from, that's where I live, let's go to the basketball arena, (laughs) now we're going to walk to my house. That's that's what it seemed like to me. (laughs) Welcome to an SEC school. Um, So, they go home, they they have their dinner. Of then, Mad- then Madison goes and whisks away with her uh, with her sisters, and Peter then has a nice opportunity to. I'm sorry, Madison talks to her mother. I apologize. They don't eat dinner once again. <laughs> that was interesting. They had nobody's this, eating dinner. Nobody's eating dinner. They're just sitting down drinking, and then it's time go, before they even take a bite. For a second, can I sleep for a second? Yeah, <laughs> and then. Of course, it all comes down to now talking about has Madison talked to Peter about wanting to save herself for marriage, which, by the way, I've been doing some, some thinking, some, some analyzing about this whole situation. That is going to be a mucho problemo. Oh, oh yeah. For Pistol Pete. Not if he loves her. Not if he loves her, yes, but we all know that Pistol Pete Oof. is interested in one thing and one thing only, and that is his friend in between his legs. And love. Probably the second he's thing. He's not there to pipe. He's there to find his wife. Really? Cool. Really? Big fan of the vibes. And he have you not watched the entire season? He, Big fan of the vibes, Tim? No, what, what, no, what's his thing that he says? It's not vibes. It's, um... Uh, he, he keeps on this... Connection. Saying, connection, whatever it was. Something like that. I don't know. Connection. Um... I want, to, I want to counter a point you made earlier after you just addressed the fact that Madison went away with her sister, right? Go ahead. You said this isn't scripted, right? Uh, I never said it wasn't scripted. You I said, said the, 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 that these conversations weren't scripted and stuff. Because we're at... Between the parents? No, they're not scripted. We're no at way. three hometown interactions now. Three dinners. All three of them ended with the sister saying, hey, can we go talk for a second to the, the bachelorette? I guess, and then Pete being locked in with the dad or the mom in that one case. I think it's just a matter of happenstance. Uh, no, I'm just not buying it at all. That's that's kind of scripted. Not the conversation though. The conversation is scripted though. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe, maybe the cue of like hey, maybe things. take your sister away so that way your dad and Pete can have the conversation that they need to have. Maybe that part is scripted. I could see I could see that it'll nudge nudge wink wink sort of deal. But in terms of Oh hey, now at cer- at this certain point, you have to go and whisk your sister away, so that we can get a prime shot of Pete and your dad get having this hardcore, rough, rough conversation. I'm just waiting to see one like really like intense scene where I'm like, that definitely was not scripted, and I haven't yet. Um, I would say the the thing that comes up after this with Victoria F. 
I don't know. The raw emotion that was very powerful. I we'll don't get. Know. To, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, so, Pete and Chad have their uh, have their conversation. I think we should um, calling him Coach. Coach, there we go. Coach Chad. Coach Chad. So Coach Chad was not thrilled to hear that Pete was falling in love with his daughter. That is O for three in terms of parents that are not too happy oh, what was his with response? Pistol Pete. He was kind of a dick. What he said, I think he said, he said, how can you assure okay. me that that's genuine? No, no, but like his initial response, his first thing he said to Peter after he said that, I think he just said, okay. And he just kept going. <laughs> I wasn't honestly, like, All right. I wasn't a fan of this guy. This this was the big one that really said, "Oh boy, this is not going to end well." Yeah, Peter had a rough uh, rough night at the Pruitt household. So Chad, Coach Chad, kept pressing here and oh, asked yeah. him, "I don't want to go down that road unless you know in terms of whether his feelings are genuine or not." So I'm asking you a really tough question. Do you know? And Peter. I'll give him credit for being oh, direct. Yeah. He, you know, I gotta respect him on this one. But you gotta know who you're talking to here. Hey, he was he was being flat out honest with. He him. was honest, and I, I appreciate that. But I just can't give you an answer right now, and I'm sorry about that. That was a hard. That was a Yikes. hard. Thing to, that was a hard thing to say. Yeah, you gotta give the guy credit because that's 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 a tough thing to do in that situation. I think the one thing the one thing though that was missing from these hometowns though that has happened in the past was usually the bachelors are coming in and usually are are gunning for the question of may I have your blessing to marry your daughter if oh, I wow. decide to propose that usually does happen did not happen here did wow. not happen at all so that may be a little uh, foreshadowing as to what could potentially happen so Chad sits down with Maddie at the end of this. And Chad is not going to let Maddie go free until Chad reminds Maddie about she has to be responsible and reasonable to her faith, which is very important. Very important. I'm all for it. That's a great father. She's got herself a little situation here. Oh, yes, she does. Yes, she does. Because I think it's very clear that Pete wants no, nothing to do with this Bible shit. Well, he wants whoa, what? Since when? He wants nothing to do with it. Oh, are you kidding? I don't know how you got that from his response the first time she brought it up. He seemed like he, he was he was interested in it. He said, I grew up, my mom was religious, but it was never really like it was never really like not forced, but it wasn't really like presented to him as something he needed to do. Tim, that's such a politically correct answer. Because she's a good look she's a good looking woman. But uh, I mean, I, I guess fine. You would say the same thing. Yeah, but... I mean, okay, there we go! But how does that mean that he doesn't mean it? I'm saying, like, he seems like he's on board with it. Would I'm you mean say, it? Ooh. <laughs> That's a question. There we go. This is a question no one knows since we're not in his head. I'm we can just go left you, and right with assumptions, but... Yeah. Would you do it? Fuck yeah, you kidding me? Okay. I, I don't... Like, what, do you, what do you mean, would you, would you do it? I would, I mean... Would you stoop to the religious demands that the father of your potential bride-to-be is looking for to get a potential blessing to marry his daughter? If you're that See, deeply like, in love the, with the girl, yes. The way the way I was thinking of it and the way you just put it, the way you just asked it, no. <laughs> Definitely not. That's, not. that's not really, like, what okay. I would be interested in. But I'm saying for him, he, was, he said that his mom was religious growing up, which... If that's the case and he was interested in it and she's saying this, it's like an opportunity for him as 
if that's what he wants to do, to have like a second chance and be like, all right, this is my opportunity to start. That's how I took it. That he was taking this like a second chance to be like, this is a good opportunity for me to become more religious, explore it, whatever. And this is coming from someone who's not very religious. I thought it was genuine, but maybe that's because I'm not religious that I just kind of fell for it. I would say so. I would say so because he just looked. He looked like he just wanted nothing to do with it. And he just wants to. I don't want to say change her because that's he's going to lose that battle. Yes, but he's going to lose that battle. But in terms of, you know, wanting to carve his own path and do his own thing, uh, I think that's what Pete really wants to do. And if he's looking for, if he's looking to go into a family where, obviously, they're very stuck in their ways, and and he wants to join into that and sort of go with what they're doing and not you know carve his own path then this is the perfect family but if he wants to do his own thing be his own person marry his own wife and him and her live their life and do their own thing this just doesn't look like the family for that and i mean we're, we're getting to a point now where pete's got to make up his mind and it just seems like that there is no real clear-cut front runner at this point uh given everything with madison is perfect but it just seems like now that you've seen the family and what is really required to really make that connection work, um, there seems to be a real problem on that front that is definitely going to be interesting to see how that evolves. So, I know who my front runner is right now, and I actually have a reason to say this coming out of Virginia Beach. So the last date uh, was Victoria F. Um, so she's on the beach with her dog when – Pete comes up and she just decides to let go of the fucking dog. Oh, all right, you freaked out about that. If you're disturbing, dog, you have terrible, a, uh, uh, terrible. You have to owner. realize that if you train a dog to come back to you and shit like that, that's not a big problem on an open beach to let a dog run around, especially a dog like that that loved the water and could swim very well. I don't know why you bugged out about that. They added a bunch of fake barks as well. They added so they did barks. Yeah, they, they, they were did. talking so like, rawr, rawr, in the background. Like, come so on. fake. It was that was very 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 bad, um, so they go to the boardwalk where they decide to take some old time photos. Why this was necessary, I don't know. Why this sounded like a great idea, I'm not sure. Again, but pretty funny because they all did like things classic to their hometown. Like obviously, that's the point of this episode. Mm-hmm. Victoria is from Virginia Beach, which in the summer is a tourist attraction for people on the East Coast. It's people people go visit there. Old time photo is the most classic, like southern coastal, like beach town kind of thing where it's like, let's go in the, into this the city and let's go take some old time photos because we don't have one of these back where we're from in Maine or something like that. It's a it's rustic like, look. It's not even just a rustic look. It's just like a tourist trap. Like the fact that her, her hometown experience was taken to a tourist trap was hilarious. So true. <laughs> it's, it's we then leave the like, old. What else are they gonna do down there at the moment? And then what they do next? They went to a bar, like a tourist bar. It's like I don't know. It's hilarious. We then leave the old time photography. We go to an ice cream shop where Victoria F. Uh, shares an ice cream cone with her dog. Very, very, very. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that. Very cute. Very cute. I, I. She got some points for that one. Do you think she like you know where? Sorry, did she eat the rest of it herself? Oh, probably. Probably. Disturbing. My dog? I wouldn't do that. I I would. I I would. Yeah, absolutely. I would. Mm -hmm. Um, So then she shares with the producers that she does really see it with him, and it's so crazy to say that, you know, she's really falling in love with him. Santa Maria, here we go. Um, 
basically it's kind of crazy considering we've reached this point and all we've seen when Victoria's at one-on-one time with Peter, it's been a bunch of crying, a bunch of pouting, and a bunch of complaining. So to get to this point was was it was a nice turnaround for now. For now. We knew what was coming. We knew what was coming. All they've seen. Can I, should I have in my defense? You want yeah, to just, just first. do it now. Go ahead. They've had a bunch of great times together, right? He's had great times with all the girls that he's been, that are still here at least, right? Yeah. But how many of them has he actually had, like, something to work through or, like, something come up that's, like, actually a problem that you need to solve, especially if you were in a committed relationship with someone where if this came up, you're not just going to give up, like, out of nowhere. Because all of them. Because of, of one thing. No, I disagree. No, all of them. No, no, you're not just going to end a relationship over these little things that keep happening. They're little things that bother her and are clearly things that they need to work through. I think she's a favorite right now because he has clearly seen a lot of her bad sides, but you're going to see someone's bad side if you're married to them. He understands how much he still wants her after he's seen these bad sides. I mean, clearly he's pretty invested in this. Like, if it was just something that he just only has had to deal with this, he wouldn't just keep her around this long because he thinks she's, like, attractive or something like that. Like, they've had good times together. She goes home next week. I don't think she does because you said that you've been saying that for three weeks in a row. Like, you want to you bet? I make a bet? I, I mean, I would have bet the last three weeks when make you were so confident bet. about it, but I'm not going to bet this bet. week. Make so. a bet. Ooh. You, said right. she's, you said she's the, she's the front runner. Make a bet. Uh, Do it. I'll throw 10 bucks on it. Ten bucks? Nice. No, 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 but but we got ten v two. I'll give you no. Um, I'll give you. You give me ten if she goes home this week. I give you guaranteed ten if she makes it past this week. I'll give you twenty if she wins. Oh. How about uh, no? Nah, I can get on board with that. So you're just clarify. So I'm getting. I'm giving you ten if she if she loses. Like if she's out this week. If she's out this week. Yeah. But if she wins this week and she you, wins the next week, I'm getting 20. If you if she wins this week. Oh, I'm still getting 10. But doesn't doesn't win the finale, doesn't win the whole thing, you still get 10. Okay. You're on. Uh, if she, she's winning this shit. If she wins, you get 20. I'm not saying her, like, her being all, like, I wouldn't call it toxic, but her being, like, a problem sometimes is a good thing necessarily. But clearly he's proven that how he wants her after all that shit. I sure. Mean, what girl's going to drag him through some shit? Like yeah, that? for me it's just the context of how all this crap starts every time. I think it's it's avoidable. Oh, it's absolutely avoidable. You know, if you don't yeah. agree, it's kind of avoidable. All right. She's she her own worst her, enemy. She ran into her famous ex-boyfriend at a personal concert. Where he sang to them. Terrible time. Was uh, that's okay, fair. Terrible time. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, but on. there's more though. But then he was. She was embarrassed by it. Like absolutely embarrassed. Okay. Set her off. Totally respectable. This time, did we already talk about this? I'm sorry, I forgot. Did we talk about this girl that came up? Marissa. Pete? No, we did so not talk about we this. Yeah, Marissa is one of Pete's. Well, did we even get to the bar yet? No, we did not even get to this. Right, so, so they got. They go to a now another private concert where Hunter Hayes now is serenading them, um, and then we get to. Marissa, Tim, go ahead. So Marissa comes out, who happens to be one of Pete's exes, which is very convenient. Very convenient, absolutely. Liz, she, Liz in Virginia Beach, go figure. Not friend, since she's not friends with Victoria anymore, she tried to work through some stuff with her, but it didn't work out. Says Victoria is has been known to end relationships, like she get in between out. relationships. She said a bunch of shit like this. I mean, sorry, she had no proof. She just completely came out of the blue and says, hey, ex-boyfriend, by the way, this new girl you're with right now, yeah, uh, she sucks. 
wow, what a reliable source. Like, sorry. Like, I'm not saying she's completely wrong, but how do you just, comp- like, listen to your ex-girlfriend over the girl you're with right now? And I mean, you might have three girlfriends, so maybe it's a little different. But, mm-hmm. um, no, I think she just pulled up out of nowhere and said some shit. This is another situation where Pete had to address it, but her reaction doesn't necessarily mean she's guilty. She's got accused of being a homewrecker by some guy she's trying to marry. Like, well, I react. will... I will defend Victoria F. on this front when I'll say no, no, no. When I'll say that the way that Peter decides to approach the situation is to buy, is to go and talk to Victoria in front of her home as she's getting ready to introduce him to her family. That's one thing. I, I will give him. I will give her that. Well, my defense says when else was he going to do it? Well, he was still at this concert. Did she get like? Airlifted out of there. Like, I get, uh, that's what I'm assuming. Like, well, like, where did she didn't go? Have a choice. Like, yeah, he didn't have a choice. It was for content. Like they, they. Well, obviously, yeah. We put him in yeah, a bad situation. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I, we both them in a bad situation. I honestly don't even believe that this was like a real story. Like I think this was. They had some girl with a blurred face come on TV. <laughs> I just gave a little thirty second thing. Like, hey, yeah, here's a little, here's a little plot twist for you, and completely ends up in a bombshell. Like, come, give me a break. So they oh. sit. <laughs> go ahead. That's go ahead. not possible. What? That they just. Set up some girl to go there because I mean Pete knows who she is. No, they didn't set. No, he knew who she is because he met her on the set. Probably like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not saying this girl is. So you saying Peter's in on a two? Yes. No way. There's no, no. fucking way, dude. No. No shot. No, no shot. No. In hell. No. What's up with a guy trying to get what, married right now? What yeah. chaotic happened this episode? What actually like memorable happened this episode? What was a big bombshell besides that? Nothing. Madison being a virgin. This was, Madison this being was, a virgin. Uh, that we already know. Okay, we also knew Victoria was going to be mad at Peter going to the episode. That's because they yeah. hyped it up in the prequel to this episode. Okay, but still, like the another, like I think just as big. What I was looking forward to more was the, what's going to happen with the him last Madison. hometown. Bro, there's after just no way. No, that, that's just taking this whole writing yeah. aspect to a whole different extreme. Because yeah. we're talking about some guy trying to get married. We're talking about no. reality TV. But this is in the. In retrospect, it's a guy trying this, to find his wife. It's not a whole other level because it's the exact thing I've been saying the whole time. He knew who he wanted to marry probably after three weeks if he really actually had some investment in someone. This is another situation where they just throw something at him. And I'm not saying I'm definitely right. I'm just like, hear my side of this. Like, this is an episode lacking in chaos, lacking in drama. And now you have some girl with a blurred face come out and drop a bombshell on the last hometown visit of the episode that makes everyone question about what they were going to think before the finale of the episode. That's that's totally plausible to be written. Like that's not some completely outlandish. So just say. for um, uh, information's sake, her name is uh, Marissa Weber. She and Pete dated in December of twenty twelve. Marissa Weber. Yes. His last name's Weber. <laughs> no, I think her name is also Marissa. Oh, Marissa Pence. I'm apologies. So why was her face blurred out? If her name's out there, you could find her on Instagram. Well, yeah, I guess she didn't realize that this is the world of the internet where you can figure out fucking anything. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm talking about convenience-wise, you got some girl who's got a blurred face, comes out. Not only did she date Pete in the past, she also was friends with Victoria in the past. Like, what are the options? Like, what are the odds? Sorry, what are the odds? Uh, I will say, though, when we get to this conversation, Victoria F. starts getting very defensive, and the one thing, the one thing that I saw from her that made me say, oh, she's as guilty as can be, she started deflecting. That is clear as day to me. When you start deflecting blame, that you are as guilty as it comes. That she that she is a one hundred percent homewrecker. I'm not saying that 
uh, there's anything specific. There were no examples provided, but I am saying that she definitely has some skeletons in that closet. No, so, okay, so um, she did this article with People's Magazine, and after uh, the filming of Bachelor was finished, um, she and Victoria actually were confront. She confronted uh, this Marissa chick at a bar about saying, like, why the fuck do you say all that stuff? Nice. Nice. Ooh, you, stop reading articles. You're gonna dig into some spoilers over there. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I would click out that shit in two seconds. Bar. Wait, hold on. Oh, fuck this. There were spoilers out there. The show ended already, right? Like the show, like how it goes and stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I don't like betting on stuff that's like already like. I haven't looked. I mean, oh, it's well, just no yeah. proof that you haven't looked. In the same way, there's no. Why would I look? I why would I look? You're, I That's no fun. You're talking to a veteran, a veteran who has watched this show. I'm not saying you looked. I'm just saying it's already out there. Oh, of course it is. So I could, I can go, I can go I on. I can't this. know that you haven't looked. Is what I'm saying. No, you just got to take my word for it. And I'm, te- I'm, te- uh, I'm telling looks, you, Scout's honor. I have not looked. Speaking Fair of looking enough. and looks, uh, she's got to be adopted, right? What the fuck was that? Oh, her family. That yeah. was interesting. That, that, was, that? that was another conspiracy that I had. That they they set this whole I thing up to, to not have them go in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted. To, I needed to know. What I'm disappointed is I didn't get to know who each person was related to. Like, right. Who who was who? Oh, there was a squad. Like right. There was because a clan. There was a crew. There was a couple people where. There was, like, a, a guy there, which could have been her brother. There was a girl there, which could have been her sister, but could have been her brother's girlfriend or, or fiancé or something. Where I, I was... This, they didn't look anything like her. I no. just cheated. I'm going to admit this right now because I'm not really that in-depth with this whole thing. No, you motherfucker. I know who wins. Wow, you're a, you're a schmuck. You're a dickhead. Yeah, why would you do that? You're Fuck. a dickhead. Fuck. Was that... He had two strikes, right? Oh. Oh, what does that have to do with anything about? Th- Fire me right now! If <laughs> Fire me right now! If he drops that name, why? That I'm. I said if I didn't say you will. I this is just unnecessary. I'm not gonna drop anything. I'm not a rat or a dickhead like that. That's hey. like spoiling a movie or a TV hey, show. You're gonna be doing it for the next four days in a row. Yeah, you know, watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not stupid. <laughs> you don't have to be stupid to be drunk. That's all I'm saying. I know I have a fond memory, and I'm not gonna just spoil something. So help you God. The fact that my Things drop, slip. The fact that my honesty is being. No, it's not the no honesty. No one's testing that. No, it, it, it's just, it's just Fine, your, my level, your, level, no, your level of trust when you are intoxicated. Yes. Yes. To let dribble-drabble stop from coming know. out it's of your mouth. It's not you. It's you never know. Everyone That's just people in general. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we get to Victoria sobbing again. Uh, what else is new? Night ends. Mom, family comes out, hugs Victoria F. as Peter leaves does not meet Victoria S. family. We get to the next morning. Victoria F. shows up at his hotel room, um, and they talk it out. She gives him a picture of their uh, their shopping trip, that their photography. Cute. It was very, very cute. That hit me in the heart. Wonderful sense. move. Such yeah. a smart move. So we go back to L.A. at that point for the rose ceremony. Uh, the ladies get out of their limos. They have a nice little uh, one-on-one powwow. With Chris Harrison, who I think is the real bachelor on the show. I think Chris Harrison. You love Chris Harrison. He's a That's doll. So he is I a doll. I love him. Great guy. Great he, he He's a gentleman. We, we all love Chris. Uh, so they all have their nice little powwow. 
Uh, they get together with Chris, talk about their feelings going in, blah, 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 blah. Rose ceremony time, three roses to give out. First rose goes to Hannah Ann. Second one goes to Madison. And the last rose of the night between Kelsey and Victoria F. The third and final rose goes to Victoria F. So in the final three, we have Victoria F., we have Hannah Ann, and we have Madison. And then to end the show, we get the bomb. That next week, it looks like we are starting this with Madison talking to Pete that she is still saving herself. And at this point, if Pete starts putting his Pichadel into anybody else, there's going to be a mucho problemo. Um, I was going to say some bad timing for Madison here. Very bad timing. I don't think this is the right time to do. I will agree. I think she soiled her chance. She soiled it um, at hometown. She, I think she should. She should have done it there. I agree. On the bench. I agree. And I think she knows it. And she she knows that she messed up. Didn't and she already tell him? No. Uh, breaking news. We have some breaking news. This is actual breaking news. Uh, number six Duke has fallen to NC State in a twenty point blowout. Tough. 88 to 66. Not concerned. Damn. It's regular season. Um, all right. Any other last words that we want to talk about for uh, the bachelor before we get into the final surprise of the uh, of the night? Uh, the years are grinding right now, and I'm really thinking of so many conspiracies about how the show's written, but I'm going to save you guys because oh. clearly that's just unacceptable around here. I've heard enough of them. I've heard way too many conspiracy theories, Tim. Your loss. I'm all right. Okay, so do we want do we want the uh, big surprise of the night? Sure. The one the moment that we have all been waiting for. Sure. So, I will put this out for uh, everyone that is uh, not interested in the last bit of this show. Thank you for listening to the Basement Talk podcast. Uh, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And for that, we will let you exit the podcast. And for those that are here for the reason. That we are listening to the last bit of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, would you like to know where you're drafting? Oh, for the baseball draft? For the baseball draft. We had the draft. Well, you did it? Yes. I'm not accepting it. No, you Why? should. Why? You should. Why? I don't want to not. I want to be witness to a draft order. Uh, scout's honor. Scout's honor. Sure. Would you like me to go 1 to 10 or uh, 10 to 1? 10 to 1. Hold on. I, I'm, I wasn't a Boy Scout, and I didn't know you were a Boy Scout. Get, get me a Bible. You were, you were a Boy Scout. No. So get, what is no, Scout's honor? Scout. Why? why get me. They're, they're going bankrupt. Who cares? Oh, yeah. They're get, fucked. <laughs> yeah, they're going bankrupt. Uh, get me a Bible. What's the draft order really now that you have it? So, the Boy Scout. Would you like us? <laughs> oh, okay, so we have, we have people listening that want to know the draft order. So, here we go. For the Boys of Summer Fantasy Baseball League, the draft order is as follows. The number 10 pick and getting back-to-back, the producer, Matt Birdsall. Fuck that. Number 9, we have Andrew Gonzalez. Andrew Gonzalez in the league? Did yes, he, he is. Yes, he does. What the fuck is up, Andrew? How you doing? Number 8, we have Mr. Connor Lordi. 7, we have... My old friend, 
my old required radio co-host, oh, Mr. Yes. Adam Caster. Adam Karstark? Let's go. With the number seven selection. Hold the bagel. <laughs> number six, we have Mr. James Gilmore. Ooh, number five. 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 Number five, we have Mr. Joe Gambino. Whoa, we're in the top four? Number four, we have Mr. Tim Brady. If you get one, this is rigged. No, that's number, this is that's rigged. Why, that's why he's going to be two. Number three. <laughs> I've watched him do every draft from baseball to football. I've been there to witness the Give me a Bible. Order. Give me a Bible. I'll swear on it. Let's hear it. Come on. I'm Number gonna, three. Gonna, as a non-religious person, swearing on a Bible doesn't mean anything to me. Tim, come on. I'm ready to hear my name. Come on. We have ready? Brett. Yes. Number lucky two. Number. And the first oh, overall nice. pick for baseball 2020 goes to the podcast attorney, Mr. Greg Olson, with the number one pick. Which leaves me at number two. Ooh. Yes. So here we go. That is uh, that is our uh, draft order. It's going to be a fun draft, everybody. We will be doing that draft live on the podcast. It's going to be super duper fun. Conspiracy theory. Ed put himself second. Does it fight controversy? Absolutely not. Mm. Get get me my Bible. I'll swear on it. I just told you. It doesn't mean anything to me. It means everything to me. Okay, so that is it for the Basin Talk podcast. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. I just wanted you to know.